Okay. All right. We're live. Let's go. Pals are back. Hope everyone had a great day today. And we're uh, COVID free. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a good one. We are COVID free. Tested. Results came back. Negative. It's a solid negative. No props. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jamie, oh buddy. Damn it. <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? Yeah, we did get a COVID test today and uh, came back negative. We did it just to be, you know, safe precaution. Take a precaution. And it kind of uh, our, our gracious guest today. Uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll tell you about the guest, but first, I'm, oh. I'm Ricky. Oh, yeah, and I'm George. <laughs> just in case for those new listeners. Uh, but yeah, we had our good friend and good pal, James Blackburn. We go way back with him. I've uh, known him for, for many years now. Great entrepreneur, has a background in law, moved into the nightlife and hospitality. If you don't know him personally, you've probably attended one of his events at SPD or Early Mercy or many of the other places he's worked at. He's recently transitioned into COVID testing, and the entrepreneur in him has decided that that's the best use of his time right now, and he's doing great things with that and, and helping get everybody tested to make sure that we're being safe and doing everything we can. So a uh, great conversation. We ended up chatting a little bit more about sports and overall chatting uh, about a lot of things and having a good time. So Georgie, tell me who the sponsors are. Our sponsors for this episode, uh, first and foremost, the lovely, fantastic, amazing Saks Food Co. Are you hungry? You feeling like having a healthy dinner, a tasty snack? Check out Saks Food Co. They're located at 3161 Wharton Way in Mississauga or at saksfoodco.com. And uh, Saks has a great selection of heat and eat items, chicken strips, chicken nuggets, and more deli meats, frozen chicken breast, frozen pizzas, all at amazing prices, guys. Uh, visit Saks today, their new store, uh, like I said, at 3161 Wharton Way in Mississauga, fantastic location uh, with a great selection. Check them out. I'd also like to give a shout out to Awe Contracts. That's A-W-E, Awe Contracts. They're an innovative new web hub designed to cater to small business and the self-employed, providing legal contract templates and contract kits, delivering the legal foundation needed without the cost prohibitive legal fees that come with working with a lawyer. All contracts are all fully customizable uh, and tailored to your specific needs. They were created with specific industry standards in mind and are drafted by a Canadian lawyer providing the protection you need. They're offered same day and color coded to make it easy for you to, to, to use. Uh, I will mention all contracts is not a legal firm. It does not offer legal advice and all contracts has been gracious enough to offer the pals listeners an exclusive discount code for the month. If you use PALS15, that's P-A-L-S-1-5 at checkout, you get 15% off your contract kit. So check out www.awecontracts.com. That's all contracts. Lastly, and certainly not least, shout out to Cast. Heck yeah. Your pals are onto something here. We're about to shake up the social media landscape. Uh, Cast, for those who don't know, is our new social media platform that we created, currently in beta. And... Cast is the objective assembly of public opinion. And what that means is we've created a platform where people can share their unique, objective, and honest opinion into any topic or debate of discussion. Um, you don't have to worry about what people are going to think. You don't have to be worried about people seeing what your, what your opinion is. You can be truly yourself and not be scared of being judged or the fear of backlash and reprisal. So uh, that's a little bit gist of it. If you guys want to download the app today, DM us. We'll give you an access code. We'll send you the link. You can get on and start messing around with it. Very easy. We think it's a great app. Obviously, we were the ones that built it with our amazing team, but very easy to use. And uh, yeah, get on it today and start creating your cast. Uh, www.createyourcast.com. And my pal, Rick. L F G. Let's freaking go. <laughs> I like to drink and smoke 
I remember that spot. That was a good one. We always Those had fun. Those really then. good times then. Like F-Stop too, you know, same yeah, family and yeah. there's some really good memories there. Hold when did F-Stop close down? 2017? It's cold. Yeah, it sounds right. I remember like there was one night we were at early and it was F-Stop's last night and they're like, come, we're not going to close tonight. And so we went over at like after four because early at a 4 a.m. and it was still going. And you know, I think I remember this because so my ex worked there. Yeah, go a little closer. It's like stay where you're sitting. Yeah, yeah. Totally closer to you. There you go. Right, close. Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We're good. I'll get used to that. Yeah, my ex worked at F Stop and I remember that she'd be like, yeah, we're serving till five. I'm like, how is it even possible? She's right. Like, we're not legally well, what, allowed to do it. We're just doing it. But what are they going to do? <laughs> Come and take your liquor license? <laughs> yeah. We're gone. Oh, okay. Well, that's oh, like, that's, oh, that's smart. Well, smart, like illegal, but, smart. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, what are they, like you might as well they shut you down at night. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, we'll had, do like, that some... on our last night, presumably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's what's happening now with early? We're assigned now, so early is we, we always knew it was gonna be a condo, um, but we kind of took from our knowledge about what's going on in the commercial real estate industry. We knew that beyond the the three year guarantee we had, that it was gonna go a decent amount longer. Uh, we would have been five. This past November, uh, we've been re-upped again till the end of 2021, and we expect even possibly another re-up after that. So we just kind of keep taking the incremental yeah. lease increases, and is what it is. Just you know, we've had a, we've had an awesome run there, and we'll keep it going. Couple couple good nights there. Yeah, yeah. In the patio, it's a good spot. A great, a perfect location. Too. I remember you post up on that patio a few times. Uh, a couple times. Everybody likes that pop. top perch, right? Looking yeah. down below. Uh, a couple was of there, pops. Was there a grand and toy before? Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty drastic overhaul that we did. I remember like trying to visualize it and thinking, "All right, I guess we can do this." And then when it was getting close to done, I was like, "Wow." Can't believe how much this place has changed. Weren't you originally gonna have a food truck like serving food inside the venue? Yeah, so, I can't remember. If it was there's one outside. Can't. There's well, one, one outside thing, on King If there's Street one thing there. I learned over time about being in this business, and especially in a city like Toronto, and this, you could do this in other places, perhaps smaller places, but you can't. You kind of have to stick to one lane in Toronto because it's such a competitive food and beverage industry. So we had this idea, you know, we're going to be what what early is on the weekends. And then we'll also be an after work drinks place and we'll serve some food. But we opened in November. And by the time the summer comes along, you know, we've already got a clear definition to them in the minds of, you know, the public. And so, you know, we, we did that little um, food truck you know, service jaunt for a little bit but ultimately you know we stuck to what yeah, we, we stuck to what we were good at you figured your bread and butter was the nightlife that's so. it so just stay in your lane you know yeah and that corner is a good like a perfect spot for it it's yeah well that was it like <clears throat> i wasn't all that inclined at the time necessarily to get into that business but when that location fell to us i said you know what like this is just this corner is too good to pass up, and I we did have notions about King Street at the time was really lacking a place that was partially a club but had that laid back vibe. Dress code wasn't going to be enforced. Really friendly bouncers was a big thing. We can servers and bartenders that remembered your name, like mm -hmm. that. You know, to have that kind of friendly, really approachable vibe. You know, at the time it was all about like, are you wearing a collar and dress shoes and like these blazered bouncers who are like i don't know who you are and it's kind of that old new york la vibe that also changed as well you know so we, yeah. we that was what we try to do and then others have kind of fallen that that lead over time not to say they followed us so to speak but you know you know the place on king that you probably go to now yeah they're more laid back too but 
Yeah. At the time, that's what we felt that King Street was lacking. Yeah. Well, because before it was always you had dress code was if you didn't have the proper dress code, you weren't getting in. Right. No matter who you were, unless you like know the owner. But before it was strictly got to look good, dress dress pants or dress shoes, button ups, collars. It's like you can't wear uh, like sportswear, any sportswear. It's like, well, sometimes sportswear is cool. Totally. And that's the thing. Underneath like, a jean jacket or something. Like it looks, it looks, still looks fine. In 2015, there was a gap there that was going on because t-shirts and, and runners became like the cool look for a Saturday night out. Yeah. And some places were still sticking <coughs> to this antiquated thing about collars and whatnot. But not only that, it was just like the jerkish treatment and, you know, guys like yourselves, guys who we knew who were like cool, influential people that you want to have at your venue. Uh, these bouncers were just being rude to them. And they're like, I just want to go somewhere where everybody, you know, the whole cliche, the cheers, where everybody knows your name. Like that's yeah. kind of the idea, you know, like let's be really welcoming. And then people will just know I'm going to get in there. I'm going to have a lot of friendly faces who, you know, give me a high five and offer me a shot. And that's what we try to achieve. And I think, I think we did a decent yeah. job. Yeah, It's a good, it is a good move to, and now that you say that, it kind of makes sense. Um, but, Back to the point you said about like the New York, LA type thing. I did start to get the vibe. Like I used to live on King Street in 2015. I first moved there. Yeah. Um, and I was actually across the street from EFS for a couple of years. Okay. But around that time, like I don't get me wrong, I had a blast. And like it was amazing being there. Some of the like, best nights I've had out there. But I did start to notice uh, near the end of that into like 2017, 2018, when a bunch of new spots opened. King Street has been, you know, has been overhauled big time in the last like decade, but sure. more so recently. Yeah. You started to get that impression. And I was like, um, I was like, it just, it has a, almost like it's starting to become a bit pretentious. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, let's go, this place is new, let's go here and like, you know, dress for the nines and go here. And there was not a place where like, you could just be yourself, you wanted to be, go in, have a good time. Yeah. It was few and far between. So, I mean, I, I'd never really like clicked in my head that that's what you guys are trying to go for, but that's, it's a really cool approach, right? Cause right, yeah, thank a you. lot of places it is like the status and be cool and dress sure. wear your best outfit. Uh, and it, it showed definitely. Yeah. I, I believe if I recall, like Belfast was the next one that opened up. You know, Belfast is a little more pubby, but yeah. you still, they, the music turns up, people party there. They continued that sort of trend. You know, then you had um, Locals followed by Laissez-Faire. You know, it all sort of started yeah, to deformalize. I don't know if that's a word, but... Yeah. And I think that's a lot, that's the speed of a lot of the people that, you know, we know. And, and that's what people like when they don't want to be treated like, you know, like peons like who are you yeah they just want oh hey come on in oh i know this guy whatever yeah and the idea too especially with the rise of <clears throat> like toronto sports like i feel right. like remember like the jays did that big run in 15 or 16 oh yeah everyone's got their jersey on yeah so after the game you have to let that to in. home to change to go out again yeah no you just had a great saturday you've been drinking all day you just want to go straight to the bar at totally. 9 p.m which is exactly what bar owners want yeah people showing up early so Absolutely. they get that that secondary rotation at midnight yeah so it's like you almost have to adapt or else you're not going to make it. Same thing with the Raptors for the last few years. Absolutely. Every year is a deep playoff run. Yeah. People got their Raps jerseys on you, but you can not let, it, let them into the club. Yeah. You have to. One of the only places we drew the line was flip-flops because your foot could get cut open. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it. who works on flops to a claw? Like, <laughs> I know, right? You're going to flip-flops to a bar? Put some, cut some, <laughs> yeah, put some cover your toes. <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> no, so, that's yeah. a good line to have. I think that's fair. That's, that's a fair one. Well, yeah. To actually, honestly, fun fact, I don't know the last time I've actually worn like flip-flops. Flip-flops. Even, uh, like even when I go on vacation, I have a pair of Nike slides that I sometimes wear. But even when I go on vacation, when I go to the beach, I mm. wear either runners or loafers. I've become like that too, which I used to do the flip flops. And it's not thing. like I'm, in, so I'm not insecure with my feet at all. I actually think I have 
pretty fairly nice for you, like I a not bad. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't know why. Just, There's something about them. They've become a little too, I don't know, bum. Yeah. Well, they're even I, becoming, I, I, I think, slides. to your point of being casual. Yeah. Like slides, I like wear. I'll wear, the, I'll wear socks and slides to go like oh. walk around. Yeah. But I think it's getting to the point where, you know, the younger generation, even just more the casual athleisure look, it's becoming more prolific. And I think that people are just thinking now that slides are okay to wear out. Right. When I think that that's kind of like, you know, be yourself just how you want. But at a certain point, like, take it easy. Yeah. 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 It's got to draw the line like, somewhere. You know, I knew to never. So if I was going on a Starbucks, I'm, I'm kind of a, a Starbucks regular or. Sometimes Jimmy's coffee, what have you, but I like to go and grab my coffee. I used to always draw the line at no sweatpants to leave the house. Like if I'm going in public, I'm going to put jeans on. The pandemic's kind of broke that down a bit for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I actually don't know the last, I've worn these, I don't even know the last time I've worn jeans really properly worn them. Yeah, yeah well I, now I've like gotten a nice collection of sweatpants. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big yeah, slide, like socks and socks and sandals guy. If in the summertime, I'm in them steady. I got terrible looking Your feet. Your dad in training, Rick. Oh, <laughs> I tuck in my shirt. I tuck in my t-shirt. <laughs> right, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. All the time. Beautiful. I actually, I like, I like it. it. I'm not, I'm not complaining. Getting, if I, if I didn't have the gut overhang, now. I would do the same thing. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a good a look. I like it. Yeah, but I do socks and sandals like grocery shopping in the summer. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Might not even have socks, just sandals. In the fall and in the spring, I do socks and sandals like right. pretty steady. Not to a bar or to a game. Anywhere I'm going to see people I care about. Fair enough. But, you know, I need to go to the grocery store, go to the LCBO or go, I don't know, yeah. pick up a, a pack of gum. I was going to say pack of smokes, but I don't smoke. You know what I mean? Like the, little, like the cliche, <laughs> go pick up a pack of smokes. Pack of darts. <laughs> yeah, pack of darts. Don't smoke. Um, I wanted to ask, what's the... Why'd you get into the hospitality nightlife industry? Because if I'm yeah. not mistaken, you have a law degree. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, so I came up in Halifax and <laughs> I originally came to Toronto to practice law. I, I got a, um, I, I was fortunate to get into a, a pretty, you know, well-established firm here. So I came pursuing corporate law. Uh, it came from a background, my father's lawyer. So I, it, it when you're early in life, uh, you often don't know what you want, but you pursue what you're supposed to pursue and not like there was family pressure, so to speak, but, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And from the beginning, like from law school, articling, practicing, it just, I never really enjoyed it. You know, law is very dry. Uh, it's, it's like, you know, I'm listening periods, to commas, uh, you know, it, it, so the whole time I'm like, I'm not enjoying this, but I'm going to see it through. And then, you know, ultimately I was two years into practice and I said, all right, that's it. Like I'm going to make a move to something that I, and I always was sort of entrepreneurial when I was young. So we left, uh, I left to pursue a business startup. I always just want to kind of control my own destiny and had that aspiration. And then the first thing was a, uh, online startup that was sort of related to law. Uh, you know, online startups are tough. You kind of hit a, hit a, uh, a wall at one point there, like, you know, money's not coming in right away. And, uh, you know, I like to go out as very social at the time. And so I was looking for all these little avenues to make a buck. And cause you know, you're dipping into your savings totally with that, with that startup. And, uh, you know, I got approached to put on a new year's party with, with another guy, so, you know, all these Bay street people, I, you know, that seemed it was the idea was a one-off. And then the big sort of breakthrough was this is back in, uh, 2020, or sorry, this is back in 2010, uh, approaching 2011. And after the new year's went, we said, well, what is Toronto really lacking? And that was, you know, we, the big idea at the time was, well, why doesn't Toronto have a huge St. Patty's party, 
similar to what you see in the university towns like uh, London, Kingston, Waterloo. And we finagled our way into getting the St. Lawrence Market to put it on. We're we're able to do a 3,000 person event there. And you kind of took a, I took the background I had, a bit of a spreadsheet approach to it and, you know, ended up making a go of it and said, this is really fun. And it's, you know, a good, good business if you can really approach it right and kind of continue. And it was always initially going to be a, a temporary thing or it's a means to another thing. And then, you know, we kept realizing there's more opportunities to do this a bit differently than others. So it eventually led to an events company. I was never going to do anything with bars, but then, those doors opened a little bit, and I said, "Why not?" And yeah, so kind of bored you with a long story there, but but essentially, <laughs> it kind of happened by accident. Would have been the quick answer. Yeah, we don't like quick answers here, don't we? All right, we good. Got, I'm like, you the, got time I, to fill? My, like, that's not that's a short story compared to how I tell my stories. Don't worry. I like I like people tell long stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not when I do it. Every time I do it, I'm like, man, that was that. 25 minutes Ashford, every that, time but... I say something I'm like okay wait that's gone on forever let me wrap this up and then I'll go another 10 minutes and then I'll wrap it up yeah <laughs> no, so cool. the law Very thing cool. hasn't hurt me you know it shoot up you know three years in law school a year of articling two years of practice it's like close to six years but it does teach you a certain way to think uh, I've come into situations since where you know there's a certain amount of credibility that goes with it you're trying to get together some investors or just you know it, there's a lot of things I've learned from it that have gone to our advantage and you know, I'd, so I don't, I wouldn't change it. Um, but you know, ultimately that wasn't the career for me, but it's kind of led to some successes in other ways or some, some breakthroughs just from, you know, the ability to learn from it. And that first big St. Patty's Day party, SPD, right? Yeah. 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 We, we were, we, we went to a good amount of those. Did you go to the ones yeah. at the St. Lawrence Market or two? So I, I think I went, no, been, I didn't go to either young. of those. Yeah, I think the first young. one I did was um, um, Ontario Place. Okay. So that Ontario was Place. the fourth. No, or, no, no, that was the third. Yeah, because then there was yeah. the parking lot at Gov. So the first two were St. Lawrence. The third one was Ontario Place. That's where we tried to go really huge and we built a whole like tent city. Um the expenses were insane to try to build everything. So even though that year, I think to this day, it was, it was also the dates fell away. So it was a two day thing. I think to this date, it's a record attendance because we were able to like do is there was no cap days, yeah. to attendance, but it was also the only time we like, I think we either lost money or barely broke even because of the expenses of like the heating, the porta potties, the building, the tent is, inc- you know, so you learn that you learn things every time, right? Isn't it so, expensive to build those like those big ass tents? Oh man. Especially like, yeah, the, someone like that, like the team that did it was massive and yeah, but it was a learning experience. And then the, the next year we went smaller and did, um, Amsterdam brew house. Yeah. I didn't go to that one, but I remember that one. And yeah. the next one was the parking lot of, of outside of um, Rebel. Rebel. Uh, Rebel. Yeah, yeah, yeah formerly so Sound Academy. That's the first one, <laughs> I, that's that's the first one I went to. Yeah. I think it was still called Sound Academy. Whatever. Actually, yeah. <clears throat> anyhow. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, who cares what year's what? I'm sure we're boring your <laughs> audience right now. But uh, it was an interesting evolution. And yeah, the, the St. Patty's one has also always been the one that, you know, led to other things. We ended up doing some pretty cool things around TIFF and opened other doors and kind of got us on the map a little bit. And uh, also I have an Irish background. I'm still my favorite event. Like I'm still, I, I see you there every year. 
Uh, you know, like literally one of my Ricky, best childhood yeah. friends. Cannot is, is see Irish. Those yeah, yeah. I, I got the same outfit every single year. I don't touch it. it basically, sits in my closet until every St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. I actually just asked this to some friends this year. If like, if you could go out on St. Paddy's Day this year, it's a Wednesday. Yeah. Do you celebrate the weekend before or the weekend after? So, yeah, Wednesday. We have had it on a Wednesday before. Uh, it it would probably be after. So basically, the way St. Paddy's typically works, there's a day of party or day of event and then the saturday will always on wednesday would be after on tuesday would be before, before? yeah it always tricky when, I, when a holiday falls on a wednesday halloween however because we've thrown some big halloween events in the past it's never after no never you never put a costume on or november it's the industry industry night after if it's yeah. a thursday there's that industry party like or no sorry if it's a wednesday and then the thursday after is that industry halloween yeah yeah so i went to a couple of those yeah you have, have, probably, have a, you yeah. probably had a, probably had a good <laughs> a time or two ah uh, for sure for sure <laughs> Oh, oh, you're good. Uh, yeah, no, Halloween's, uh, Halloween's a good one. St. Paddy's I haven't done in a while. What's happened? This year's not going to... No, no, no we actually thought, like, we were optimistic. Wait, did in... you guys do it last? No. No, that, so this is March, remember? Yeah. So it was actually, that was a very dramatic, stressful week because the event last year was taking place on March 14th. And all of a sudden, was COVID was spiraling. You know, it, it went from on March, say, like, 9th or 10th. We're like, we're good Maybe it was maybe it was more like March seventh or eighth, like the week before, like the Saturday before. We're, it, it's going to happen. You're good. COVID is happening, but it's not really a big thing. To the point that Monday, Tuesday, and I believe Tuesday was the day where Tom Hanks got it. The NBA got canceled. Like everything, mm-hmm. it was like a. a, a I think it's, we would look back on it like a historic day because all these news headlines dropped and it just was out of control. One after the other. After and the then other. so the next day, the Wednesday. <clears throat> Uh, the Ontario, you know, chief uh, medical officer came out with a whole thing about no big events, and so okay, you know, we're only three days away, but it's it's off, and we were optimistic that <laughs> at first we thought we could do a halfway to St. Patty's party in September or something, but yeah, even this one we thought okay, we can have some outdoor quasi version of it at what the new like um, cabana is, yeah, yeah, but you know, a new cabana. Cabana, like, so Cabana has become fully winterized. So that happened in like October, November. Huh. So we were optimistic back then that there could be this sort of distanced, winterized version of SPD. Obviously, less people, but still a fun thing at this yeah, yeah. winterized Cabana. But now, so they, the they winterize it in, in hopes of staying open through like the winter and everything. Yeah. Because they killed spend- it this summer, right? They, they created this cool restaurant vibe. Yep. But, and then they winterized it. You, it's you, so crazy like that that's the worst thing that that all you know especially in the in the hospitality industry like all these companies it was so like much. i remember like i remember the beginning i was like this is the problem from day one i was like there's going to be a lot of assumptions made with incomplete data and people are going to be like we're trusting people who don't even know what's going on and they're experts but they also don't know and they're going to make decisions so sure it was like they literally i'm going to use this saying again i haven't in a while they were flying by the seat of their pants they just totally. kept making decisions on like it was changing every day but you're absolutely so, right so think about that like a comp a, somebody like I'm sure you know I know Charles I don't know him personally but Charles yep. is Kabooth is the owner but I'm sure that Inc spent a a, a ton of ton. money to winterize that place. Yep. So so did so many people with their patios <laughs> yeah. and it's sad really. 60. And you do all that so mm. you do all that to the government says okay cool put a cover on it put heaters it's outdoors you can do it. Yeah. Then they go and do it and like a week later oh no you can't do that now. Yeah. I mean so who's paying for that? Who's who's taking care of those people? I understand people are going to say well they make money through the year and you can't like you know they're making money hand over fist. That's not the no, point. They're not, you're you're telling somebody to do something. Well, especially restaurants. Like restaurant margins are so lean. For sure. And a lot of restaurants, 
you know, you guys come from family businesses, right? Like they're family businesses. They're not, there's a public perception sometimes that any um, individual business, oh, these business owners are so wealthy. The margins are so thin that some of these, some of these restaurants, and you may look in the face, that place is crowded on a weekend and we make an assumption they're killing it. But because margins are so thin, they're only busy a couple days a week. It's seasonal and, and to some degree. Uh, rents are so high here. Food costs have gone up, but um, prices at the restaurants have not been able to increase to the degree they want. Like a chick, a club sandwich, nobody's going to pay 24 bucks for one now. You got to stick at 17 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like people make assumptions that, oh, they're fine. But actually like they're just skating by and making enough to to keep their family going, you know. Yeah, so. I just remember more so like I was using him specifically in because they have so many venues, all sure, this stuff. True. I'm sure, you know, on a regular basis, like his company, he's a, one of the bigger restaurants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hospitality. So I was going to just making the point of like, people might say, okay, well, you know, he probably does okay, but that's not the point. The point is like, you're giving people rules and then they follow the rules and you change the rules on them. It's Sucks. like, it's literally like holding the carpet off one of them saying, stand here for a second. This is a safe spot. And then you pull the carpet up from under them, yeah. put it there and just keep doing that back and forth. Totally. And that's literally what happened. And the, I know we we're going to probably get to this point, but you're saying you're optimistic that probably by this March. And I think I know where you're going to this. We'll let you elaborate, but sure. how the hell did we go a year and just sit like, this has been a year now, like a year right. has gone by more or less. Yeah. And we're in the same position we pretty much were back then. I know. The, the, one of the like worst. has anything really changed since a year ago? Well, we've gone through little cycles, but yeah. more or less, no. Yeah. yeah. The the worst part is is that a lot of these businesses they were already struggling to survive. They spent the money. They adapted to the new rules. They built these you know outdoor patios or they covered it. They did whatever they had to do so that they could stay open to stay afloat because nobody was ma really making money right. when you're half capacity. It's a bit borderline impossible. You can't stand up. You can't drink. Bottle service isn't a thing. So any nightlife that stayed open and you're closing at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m., how are you really yeah, making money? Yeah, and, and for the record, like, uh, I mean, where, where opinions fall about this, my opinion has fluctuated as through the evolution of this thing. And I'm not going to be one of those people who sits here and says, um, you know, my early mercy is one of my core businesses. I don't believe early mercy should be allowed to be open, you know, so I'm not going to try to take that selfish or to totally biased view. And I understand why a, a, a style of venue or a style of place where we've all got a crowd together doesn't work. Yeah. But to, to George's, both your points, um, this whole like, Telling you can do something and pulling it away, uh, and the the idea like when they when they sh did the lockdowns, the um, they did it last minute. Okay, it's Friday and we're not you know it's lockdown. A restaurant, some restaurants just spent sixty grand on food inventory for that weekend. Like, could they not have given a roadmap? Yeah, but then they 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 gave Vaughn and the outside cities that that were, yeah. well. You know what? It's not the same. But well, the point I was making too is what happens. In you know, let's say this summer, this spring, whenever COVID does kind of end and the lockdowns open, yeah, what happens to the restaurants that didn't make it? I know. What happened to those amazing mom, old mom and pop shops that were around for thirty years that didn't make it? And let's say Tiff rolls around in September, and you get all these celebrities and athletes and influential people that come to the city, and their favorite spot that they go to every single Tiff is gone. Uh, absolutely. What, what happens then? One of the best parts about Toronto is that it's so multicultural that we have so many different varieties of food, so many different experiences, so many different venues. Well, you know what? Soon, a lot, well, maybe not even soon, a lot of them are already gone. You see the list. I think there's 400 bars and restaurants that have shut down in the yeah. province of Ontario. And no doubt, Rick. Sad, like, right? I, I'm, 
It is still. Oh, I mean, at the same time, too, that the restaurant. This is not to take away from. The, I'm not going against your point. The food and the food and restaurant industry. That you also got to remember is one of the most, um, like I think the words like anti fragile industry. So even in a regular year, you're gonna lose tens and fifties yeah, yeah. of restaurants in a city in a given year. Yep. Restaurant sure. industry is probably one of the highest failure rates. Any it new is. business, but restaurants. So <clears throat> to the yep. point of like you know, I I understand. I think I have a different approach. The the one of like you know their favorite restaurants closed, and then that's a kind of a hard one because. Every year, there's a new restaurant. Like there's a there's there's a handful of new ones that open every year. But again, the circumstances it wasn't a, it was nothing that they did. It wasn't against. Yeah. It wasn't their wrongdoing, and people's mm. hands were forced. Like a good I example mean, of this. Uh, uh, what's it, Franz? Yeah, I saw that. You know, that's a good you know UFT Ryerson spot that's yeah. now gone because of because of COVID. Strictly because sure. of COVID. There's that um, Italian uh, pizzeria. <clears throat> I forgot in, uh, near Etobicoke, Mimico area. So it's been around for thirty years. It closed COVID, right? So. It, it, it is what it is, but I guess that's this is a perfect segue to now what you're doing. You've kind of taken a full 180 from nightlife, hospitality, and focused your entrepreneurial spirits into something that's very important, and that's COVID testing. Sure, yeah. Um, that was a good segue. I guess I kind of... Uh, <laughs> the mentality there, I suppose, was uh, if, if, if the beast squashes your business, then... You might as well try to get into another business and can try to fight the beast, right? Oh, I like that. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it, I find myself in, in business and I've now been, you know, a quote-unquote business owner for a little over 10 years. And the, the stuff that really resonates and the stuff that really uh, um, I, goes well is the stuff that you're passionate about. And then this last year was really frustrating. Uh, and also, I a lot of good luck good fortune was involved with this transition as well i met uh my partners with it which hcp diagnostics um dr tarek sardana and melissa monroe uh <coughs> who were accomplished in the in the field and, and melissa heads up operations has built this amazing nurse team i think you guys met shauna yeah. yesterday who came in and tested you guys and and uh, she's built an amazing, amazing team with with not only good nursing skills but great personalities, which has resonated with the the people we're servicing. But the whole mentality there, the whole notion behind it was that we wanted to um, keep workforces going, keep companies going. So it was a pretty wide range of of businesses we're working with. Uh, film studios and TV studios have been have been one of them. Uh, construction sites, um, plants, manufacturing. Uh, you know, and then just sort of some some regular downtown workplaces of all varieties, really, and and some travelers more recently. But the idea is just to keep everyone going, uh, to keep on top of the the testing that allows these places to be compliant. And um, you know, it feels really good to be involved with it. It feels good to be part of the solution, I suppose. And you know, hopefully, that we can do something that that helps people. Yeah, we we had it done yesterday, and honestly, I was expecting. You know, you hear people tell them when they get them done at the hospitals and, you know, they shove the thing up your nose and it's yeah. terrible and it hurts and this and that. We did it and it was honestly felt like nothing. Well, that's, so that I one at the hospital. Though, it made my, tickled the shit out of my yeah, nose. Yeah, it was ticklish, right? Yeah, it, my, I was water. I was like, it was hard not to sneeze and blink. I, I felt like my eyes were being held open kind of. Even yeah, yeah. The nose, it was a weird feeling. So the one at the hospitals is, uh, that's called NP, nasopharyngeal. And there's there's different methods of uh, the different test types work with. Um, the ones that we do are called anterior nasal, which doesn't go so deep. So, and that's important to a lot of our clients that they work with, you know, some, like I said, these, these film studios, uh, they're doing tests constantly and some of the 
actors are doing it and nobody wants it stuffed so far up their nose that it hurts and, and whatnot. But anyway, th- this test is, is equally as accurate. But it's funny you said that, George, because um, the very first day that I got involved with the, the testing um, that, I, that I joined forces with them, I went on site for a lot of the tests. And uh, there was one, <laughs> one of my clearest memories is this this one company we had, they brought, he's brought his wife and daughter in and the daughter was young and, and she was scared to do it. Uh, rightfully so, you know, it's kind of weird. And the father, and this was after, this was the last test of the set of tests for this. So we did 30 odd tests and he's like, no, I'll show you how it's done. And he was very confident. And then, you know, it's not a painful test, but the tickling, it made him have one of the strangest reactions I've ever seen. He like, his face was all, <laughs> he just like, he went all red. So and he was like, like a baby, a baby sitting half on lemon giggling, juice or something. But half like, ouch, ouchie. Like he just kind of like reverted back to being an infant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the daughter started crying more and then we we're all there reassuring her like, no, it's actually fine. And the daughter took it way better than he did. <laughs> really? In the ride afterwards, we we're all kind of chuckling about yeah. it, but everybody reacts differently. For sure. Like, I think you were fine. Yeah, I, it was great. We were here and we, we sat down. Shauna came in, introduced herself, kind of gave us a little, not a pep talk, but she's like, here, here's how it works. Yada, sure. yada, yada. We sat down. I was done in literally a minute. Yeah. It was, it was so quick. I'm like, that's it. Don't I have to like do anything else? Like, no, you filled <laughs> out the paperwork online. That's it. Yeah. He went up a couple of minutes later. I think she was in and out in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just so efficient. convenient. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and 24 hours later, almost exactly, we had 24 hours later, we had the results, I think. Good. Not even, yeah. Because I'm earlier at, today. What time did you do that? I, I didn't even, you told me to check my thing. I don't remember what time I got it, but yeah. almost hey, 24 well, let's hours. Let's say 24 hours, hours yeah. Yeah. Negative. Yeah. First, that's, my first, that's my first ever COVID test. Oh, it so, is? Yeah. I haven't done one yet. Knock on wood. I've had a good. Is that even? It's gotta be, it's I don't know what that is, but I'm not superstitious. So, okay. yeah, I, I, I wanted to get. I want. on it. I wanted to get one. Probably the summer, just because I hadn't got one, I wanted to just sure. go just to make sure, right? Like I've been living with not living, but moving, basically living with my parents. Sure, my dad's relatively high risk. My mom's, you know, not high risk but not low risk. Okay, and I wanted to go. Just I was like, you know, I'm going to make it a biweekly thing. I sure. want to just go every other week just to make sure. And then you hear, okay, the lines are two hours. I'm like, I'm not waiting two yeah, hours. Yeah, Who's got two hours to wait in line? And then the, you find out that you can't get tested unless you've either come into contact with someone mm-hmm. or you're not feeling well. So I'm not going to tell them I'm not feeling well. Yeah. Because then they're going to make me quarantine regardless. What if the test takes a week to come back and I'm stuck inside for a week, even though I didn't really feel bad? Yeah. So it was it was nice to get it done because again that was my first yeah. experience with it too. Yeah, good. We're actually I know you mentioned Brampton. You have a presence in Brampton. Yeah, uh, yeah that's my my day job is. Okay, yeah. So we're actually starting soon at a clinic that's there uh, called Miracare. They have several clinics, and our first rollout will be at their location in Brampton. Okay. So we'll whereabouts. Uh, that I, I don't know the specific address in Brampton. I know it's right by the Amazon factory, if that helps. Uh, but yeah, we will have a, cause to I, date yeah. we've been strictly mobile. Uh, we, we come to work sites and, and, you know, variety of places, but, um, we're going to have a, a actual physical placement within that clinic and, mm-hmm. and they actually have uh 20 some odd clinics within Ontario. So Holy. the first one's going to be Brampton cause Brampton's actually a really hot, hot spot. spot. Yeah. 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 Oh, densely populated city. Like people don't realize uh, and this was back when I was in high school, so 2007. Mississauga, like Peel region, had population of a million. That was 2007. It was the it was the sixth largest city in Canada. Yeah. 2007. So imagine now. I would venture to guess that Peel, being Mississauga, Brampton, is probably like 
population wise, maybe fourth, fifth. I'm guessing now we don't I'd, have Jordan fact check, but <laughs> it's boom but, there. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And people yeah. don't. I mean, it's a little more spread than Toronto, not stacked on each other, but it's sure. a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's obviously a good place to be for you guys. Yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's a good partnership we have there, and gonna kind of roll it out location by location. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have a fixed place because a lot of people. It is. It does cost a premium to have a nurse come to you. So this allows us to cut the prices drastically yeah. for those people who want a place to go and get that quick turnaround time. And Yeah, I, I want to ask. Most times when you're setting up a business, you have, like, I guess, a one-year, three-year, five-year plan. Yeah. With this, were you able to have that? And like you come from, I guess you mentioned earlier, that spreadsheet kind of background. Sure. Do you have a one-year, three-year, five-year plan, or is it kind of you're just going with the yeah, flow? No, uh, who this, knows what this, it's going to look this like This one, you did have to, we had to modify that idea, and, I, and that is, you're exactly right. That is exactly how I'd build any sort of business. And uh, a bar or a restaurant, you know, we'd look at, oh, if, we, if you break even in the first year, you've done amazing. It yeah. often takes a year and a half to two years, even in the best of situations. Um, but but with a, a model like this, it's a more... Um, immediate it it is a little bit less um overhead uh heavy and so you know but but more or less uh you know the main driver here was not to go out and be um to focus so much on you know crazy finance or anything like that it was to to do a service for the public sector to um to help alleviate the demand on the public testing to feel like you're contributing in some ways. And if you can, you know, keep paying your mortgage on it, you know, so be it. And so, you know, I've been grateful for it. That's awesome. That's it's really good that you got into it. And, and obviously I'm sure it's helping out the cause and everything. Cause, um, I don't know everything went on with COVID. I honestly, at this point, I've tried to block it as much as possible. Sure. It's, it's yeah, exhausting. Yeah, because it gets tedious and exhausting. Exactly. But I know early on that, the, the, you know, trying to get testing done and all that was a big concern. Obviously, now it's to the point where, like, the vaccine is out, but that's become, I guess, a concern. Yeah. So obviously, it evolves, but that's good that you got involved with the with the cause. And, and Yeah, and we, we are on the path to being um, part of the vaccine delivery as well. Wow. So the clients that we service and the clients we will be servicing, we hope to... To give to be you know because when the vaccine is fully here, it's also going to be all hands on deck, right? So the government's looking for partners like that, and we've been in active discussions yeah. with them to help, and that's going to feel great to be able to hundred percent. You know, that's a seminal moment in somebody's life. Yeah. Oh, you your company put that needle in somebody's arm. Yeah, that, I agree. You know, my yeah. my mom uh, had had polio when she was young, and uh, you know, she, to this day she still walks with a limp because she had polio, but. You know, that's a when I talk with the people talk about vaccines, and then that's a whole other side topic the controversy around vaccines. Yeah. I'm sure maybe some of that's come up on your create your cast and whatnot. Yeah, What's your yo, opinions? For and, sure, for sure. And, you know, I have a lot of responses or thoughts about that, but, you know, there wasn't so much <laughs> mixed opinions back then. It's like, you know, the, the experts think that we trust the experts. And had it been mixed like that, then who knows? You know, who knows where I'd be or my family or anything. Yeah, so. yeah. That's interesting you say that, actually. I never thought about that. Like, back in the day, it was like a medical professional tells you to do this. Oh, they're the expert. They went to school and did all this. Right. And now, when you actually think about it, like, people are so skeptical when it comes to experts saying something. You know, you can yeah. go on Google and figure something out, and everyone has theories about this and conspiracy theories about that. And, like, you know, how did they come up with – this is not me making any uh, proclamations. I don't know, and I don't believe this. But, you know, people see vaccines get ready in a year. Like, well, something's up. How do they get it ready? And, you know, you, like, people can go down any rabbit hole. Well, and you dude, can paint any picture of anything you want. This is the best way I think of it. Or, or You know, where people are going on and, and writing their opinions about, like, you know, we got to be – how dare we don't know what – should we put in our bodies – Man, you're the same guy who put like this new <laughs> beverage, 
monster <laughs> energy assault like yeah. yesterday yeah. you know what i mean yeah. yeah did you check out did you call up monster and find out you know at, you're on king street eating, you're going to drink it all night and, and you're monster, going to get a street meet then you're going to go in the next morning that's on it. the floor yeah, and you yeah, pick yeah. it up and eat like, and monster energy assault you didn't clear across there wasn't 95 percent of the medical or science fresh i think it's closer to 98 who said yeah we clear monster energy assault to be in your body so you know what like, the name of it monster energy assault there's there's like yeah a hardcore <laughs> one out there and i like t- i'm scared of what's in that thing eh? yeah. you know what yeah. i mean but the same people who are down in that are like well good you know they're all preaching but I, sometimes i feel like you know i'm sure if i'm if any of your listeners are identifying this camp i apologies for generalizing but if you're gonna kind of preach that and and try to be this sort of information warrior than like, you know, you got to think about these things objectively. And, and in, in in this world, we've learned to trust experts. These people devote their life to science. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these are some of the smartest people. I think the smartest, smartest two people you went to school with. You know, those people ended up being scientists and doctors yeah, yeah, yeah. who studied, who devote their life to studying this shit. But a guy sitting on his couch or watching the news yeah. now, the experts, he's got Google. Taking a dump on his phone and looking at QAnon. You <laughs> but know? It, it's so it's so interesting, right? Because to that point, like people, like you drum up conspiracy theories and all these things, you know, and, and I'll be perfectly honest. I'm, I'm still on the undecided camp to get the vaccine because I'm like, you know what? I can get it. Uh, I'm healthy. Maybe it helps me a little more. I'm also young and healthy. So do I take it away from somebody? It's also, do I want to get it and be one of the first in line? Maybe not. Like, I no, yeah. I've I'm going to wait till they tell me yeah. like it's your turn. But the point That's for, for me, it. it's like, you know, you hear all this conjecture and that I, I use that word not to say that everybody doesn't have facts, but you know, I was sitting at dinner with my parents the other night and you know, you're hearing stats and I hear stuff on this podcast or this thing. And you know, it's a lot of information. I was like, okay, I think I believe this, but I think I believe that even if I believe something or I hear something that sounds accurate. The time it would take me to go and actually factually dig, find the proof to prove my theory. There's some new information now. So now I got to go and vet it again. So this is what's interesting. People will come to you with a theory that they've had all from, from, they told me it six months ago. Naturally, in six months, a lot has changed with what's going on in the world. Their theory is the same. And I'm thinking, okay, so you got married to that point back then. And now there's new news, new data, new research. You haven't, have you re-stress tested your theory? Yeah. And everyone will sit there and preach that they know and the conspiracy of this and it's, it's got this. And yeah. I was like, how can you spend all day doing your job? Because you're, right. you know, you're working <laughs> and you can do research, come up, formulate your thing, then vet it, scientifically prove it and stress test it and then tell it to me or tell it to anybody. And, that's and to that point, George, and it's so I think- interesting to me that people just sit there and they'll preach out all these yeah. theories and they believe them. Yeah, Sorry, and I think I, there, but I oh, think no, I to, I I'm it. totally with you, and I think I think that's that same sort of individual, or I think that same men, that mentality is you know the world in 2021. We've kind of created that to some extent in that we all have such um, short attention spans, and you know, and you know, we it's a good day to you know be, um, Bell uh, Let's Talk Day. People are more dealing with, with a lot of like a lot of fucked with people's heads. Uh, in terms of, of mental health and whatnot. And a lot of people really want to be listened to, want to be appreciated. True. And that's why I think some of those personalities emerge that want to say, look what I've discovered. And, and again, I, I, I want to stop myself when I say that because I do totally respect people to have their opinions and I don't want to sound like, you know, we're talking down on a person who has been reading a lot and perhaps has, has some strong conviction. So... You know, fair, I want to I want to correct or, or sort of course correct what I'm what I'm saying here, but I do think that's a symptom of, 
of current society is that we want to we want to be listened to and some of us want to come out with an opinion that maybe we don't know everything about but we kind of want to be heard and this is a yeah. way to express ourselves actually great. you know what that's actually a very good thing but kind of the counter side of what i said that you that you did express that really well and to be fair as well when i say the things that i'm saying now you can like rick can attest to this i talk out of my ass a lot <laughs> i will throw stuff out but a lot of times I mean, I'm stubborn. It's not like he knows this as well, but like yeah. I'll throw stuff out that I know I don't believe sure. to see if it ha- if it holds a little bit. And if it has some merit or somebody says, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to say, okay, can I, can I get it into this deeper or will they kind of attack it? I like, can try to, again, stress test it against something. So yeah. I'm not saying people don't know everything. I'm not generalizing. I have friends who, you know, you know, medical medical professionals, all this stuff who do provide a lot of insight. Shout out sure. to Michelle because he's definitely listening to this one. Yeah, yeah he's um, Michelle. Listening. Yeah, and you know what? Like a lot of friends, I'm not saying I think people are like dumb by any means. I don't know what they're talking about. It's just interesting because, again, like the world we're living in, what, and especially we're just talking about this off air. What's going on in the world today that's been happening, whether it's in the political landscape, whether it's in the stock market we've seen today, whether it's from COVID, the, what I've come to realize is one, that, like everybody's irrational myself included like every human being is irrational right because the decisions we make are just like on a day-to-day on a whim and nothing makes sense anymore right so those are the two things that i've come to realize so i'm not preaching to people that i know everything on this net i know nothing yeah but it's just crazy how people are confident in a lot no. of these things and and it's great but so it's great convic- to be so curious conviction. and it's great to be open-minded to listen to others and and just to have dialogue you know for sure yeah, for sure and yeah. we were talking about this off air too with the the amount of misinformation or wrong information that's spread yeah in today's society especially online and Georgie shared an article earlier today that was talking about on Twitter this year, they had the most amount of verified users sharing misinformation. Sure. And it's like, when you think about it, that those people believe they're sharing like true, real information. And then when you question them, it's like, well, how do you know that's wrong? Well, again, it could be right, but there's a good chance it's wrong. Like the, we had a Georgie, you, I didn't even tell you this story yet. I had the world's greatest flat earth expert reach out to the podcast. <laughs> oh, he DM on. me as well. Did he? Like we're all in the same chain. I didn't even open it. Yeah. Man, let's dial him in right now. <laughs> He's the world's expert. I watched one of his videos. I had to shut it down. I, I saw it and I, I was just like, oh my God, is this what our podcast has become now? Dude, if you, if you, I'll show you these videos after they're, crazy it's just like this plane is flying it this way and if it keeps <laughs> yeah. going it's just gonna take off into the universe and i'm like okay holy crap i'm not a scientist by any means but even <laughs> i know how to how that's wrong like right. what the hell is going on here like but it was to, just um to ricky's sorry no i'm i'm just laughing i was gonna say to ricky's dude. point like I, I got an article this morning i, I have to the point where I'm getting information overload, I subscribe to a lot of newsletters from various different publications just to uh, get different information. Do you but, read most of them? Uh, every morning. Mind I, you, I, I subscribe to newsletters and then I find I myself be, not reading them when they come in. No, it depends. I pick the ones that I know I like, so they all have a, a purpose to them. Um, the hustle is probably my the one I've had the longest. Okay, hustle is a great one because a lot of it is like it's good. It's, it's Cole's notes, but it's also anecdotal a little bit, so it's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but anyways, there's a few like business related, a few science related, a few technology. But the one I sent to Rick today. To his point, it said, yeah, it, it talked about how even though big tech is working harder than ever to combat fake news and misinformation, there was a study done by a, a firm in Belgium, I believe, Belgium or Germany, and they f- they like deduced from all the data they got that it, this 2020 had the most fake uh, misinformation or uh, uncredible articles, I guess, shared of all time. And majority came from verified users on these platforms. And dude, 2021 is going to break that and 2022 oh, is going to yep. break that. For sure. Until... Uh, I mean, there needs to be a bit of a internet regulation, in my opinion. Uh, I, yeah. People say that's kind of impossible, but nothing's impossible. Like, I think there needs to be some sort of 
because it's leading to dangerous shit. I mean, the oh, and we've you know, seen that recently. The capital right? riots is one of them, right? For so. sure. And they're actually talking about it right now, which is a gag shoot. Read this in the, another newsletter today. Um, they're <laughs> talking about I got George's, 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 George's newsletter hour. George filters them, sends them every morning to us. It's perfect. <laughs> no, honestly, I, like, I, you should read this. I'm like, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm telling you right now. Like I said this to my like, you know, when we got cast up right now, and it takes up a lot of time in the day to run sure. a startup and all that sure. but most of my day is consuming like just reading literature like whether it's newsletters in the morning reading some like you know in the afternoon stopping to do some other reading and stuff that I want to pursue a little more I, I or it's books at the end of the night because like yeah. at the end of the day like I try to consume as much as possible it does make your brain hurt and it gets you like just beats you up after a while you're like hey this is exhausting yeah. hearing 10 different things but what's interesting what were you getting at about the uh, fuck I did one of those. Lost my train of thought there. I do that often. Nah. Haven't done it in a while. Uh, Haven't the best. Of we were talking. Oh, we're talking about um, the uh, regulation, and there's yeah. some, it's interesting. Like there's, I think there's like some some rumblings that they think that it might happen this year or start to because there's mm. that. I think it's Section 230 or Bill 230 or in the states that that basically relieves a lot of big tech of liability of what happens on right. the platform. Yeah, a lot of rumblings. They're going to try and fix that. Um, but Apple's taking the first step in in changing what happens on their app store now yeah. i just got that today for the first time good for them. Up. yeah so i got a little notification on an app i downloaded today so i just you know i'm gonna plug Was it called create your cast no no <laughs> coming though i like that plug right. it's called cast um but i actually downloaded the h&m um app today they reached out and they're doing all their loyalty members this is a free plug h&m so i hope you appreciate this yeah yeah they're doing anyone who signs up on their plot on their whatever their app so their loyalty program gets free 30-minute workouts every Thursday. All right. So I signed up because, you know, it's FitSquare, Jesse, um, yeah, Dunk, I know them. and Ivanka. Yep. So I said, perfect, I'll sign up, love them, like great guys. I actually, I really like H&M too, which is a huge bonus. Uh, so I signed up and today, as I opened the app for the first time, I got a notification. Do you, uh, do you want this app to allow to track your information really? or not allow? I've been uh, trying has, to it's, not it said something about like track lately. your information in the background. It was something like that. So yeah. I think what that means is even when the app is open but you're not using it, right. it can still track what you do. Yeah, yeah. So Apple now it's default set to no unless yeah. you unless allow you the app in. to do it. Yeah. Which and I even do. the opt in, because I, I, I actually try to say no, and then sometimes some companies make it very hard to say no. Yeah. Or they like reword go, it. They make go it tricky. Into a link. Into a link. But. But they. they not that I'm that even now. paranoid about those things, but once I kind of learned a bit about it i was like you know what like where i i'm not going to be like militant about it be like how do i say no but like where it just pops up i'm just going to try to follow the couple links to say nah well that's the thing now apple's changed that entirely so you know how when you download an app you open it for the first time and it says um do you want to enable location services always when i'm using app never yeah apple is making every app do that now okay so good for them that happened but they're starting off at no now it's like yeah yeah. the default because okay there's a there's a theory there's a theory in uh i think it's like psychology or or uh oh, i forget the name of it but it's basically it's harder to make someone opt out of something than opt into something so you the default is make them opt in they won't go out of the way to opt out similar to what you're saying it's hard right. to opt out you just leave it as is apple knows apple realized that it's it's causing bad behavior and it's also leading to people unknowingly giving access to data so the new ios system now makes it you have to turn it on to let them track you yeah. facebook is going after them publicly it's like a massive fight now that they're going to hurt their business, they're saying. Then it's, it's, it's a monopoly. Yeah, well, Facebook's also I, one of their big arguments that it's going to hurt small businesses. It's like, is bullshit. this really going to hurt small businesses or is it going to hurt one of the biggest businesses in the world? Facebook's yeah. <laughs> always got to be on the wrong side of some of these yeah. arguments, yeah. I find. Like, how greedy can you be, Facebook? 
I agree. It's greed, but I also agree. But also, and I don't. I hate personally. Like, no, I don't yeah, like. You're a big anti Facebook. I just think it's. I don't. I Mark don't Zuckerberg's one of the big listeners to this pod, man. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Mark. Uh, if you want to come on, though, this seat, defend yourself. But on, on the, the other pod. side, what Apple's doing is they have the monopoly in the app store. So any app that you want on an iPhone, you can't. Like Android, you can just go to the internet, put it in your phone. Right. If you want an Apple app, you have to go through the app store. So that's a monopoly, technically, and they can change the rules as they see fit. So that's also not really fair. Like free market capitalism if you will because they can just say you know what everybody you got to charge a dollar now we take 10 percent. what what are they going to say right so i mean it's certain of- laws against certain things but that's interesting because like i don't trust facebook but now apple's kind of walking into th- waiting into some watership of being the arbiter True. of what's like what's ethical and what's not but hasn't apple always been like that they've always been the app store but now they're saying like you, they, this is you're changing every app's business practices because now you know they have them by the right. proverbial balls if you will I don't think it's proverbial. <laughs> I think you have about the balls. Yeah. 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 Um, I can feel Apple on my balls. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's just interesting. That's all I've been the, reading like every day now. Fuck. You remind me of this opt-in, opt-out thing. An interesting from, thing from this week was uh, my home province in Nova Scotia became the first one to say, you're going to be de- by default an organ donor and you have to opt out of it. I saw that. We're not going to force anybody to be one. But now it's default, and whereas it's always in every jurisdiction, in so every state in this state in the U.S. and every province here, it was you have to opt in, opt in. So yep. Nova Scotia's being. When did they do that? The other day. So you know the first country I think that's what I'm trying to remember the first country that did it, if I'm not mistaken, Greece for sure. Uh, false. Finland. I was, was going to say Finland. Denmark. Uh, there you Denmark go. Or Scandinavia. Finland. Yeah. So it was interesting. It was a, I. I don't know which one book I read recently. I don't know which one. I read a lot. Uh, I'm kidding. It wasn't something I read, but it's <laughs> one, one of the seven books old, you read today. It talked about, old I haven't read in a while, actually. Cast is taking up a sh- lot of time. <laughs> Download it now, Cast. Um, but there was a, a study done, and like one country up in Scandinavia, and I'm misremembering which one, but one of them, whether let's say Finland for argument's sake, it's usually one is, of them. It's yeah. next to Sweden, right? So they were having, I think, a lot of. I'm going to misremember this whole story, but they're having a lot of organ do- shortages when they're having like needing surgery and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So one country decided, you know what? Every citizen is going to be default organ donor. And then over time, they never had the issue and no- and it was like an, only an 8% opt-out rate ever. Sure. On the other side, the buy-in rate was a lot less. And that goes to the theory. That Positive goes to the theory action of, it takes something. Like it, it, it's, it's harder, harder to, to do something than to not make it do happen. something. So it's like... It's, it's a, do we really care about our, like what's going to happen to my liver? Gone. I don't care. Whether I'm getting cremated or buried. Do I care if my liver I, there. I opted in about five years ago. Yeah. So I, I used, I've always I'm an organ Good donor, you, and I used oh, to I've donate. Always, I, used I actually to, was when I got my driver's license at 16. I opted in. Yeah, and I did mine. Yeah. I, don't think I, I think I, don't I think did I mine around 23 ish. It was around, around the last time I gave blood, and um, I think they they asked me that, or somehow they got my email or phone they number. They took your they blood, called. eh? Yeah, yeah. I, I give blood. I well, I used no, to. I'm got low you. iron now. Can't give blood. But yeah, so I give. I'm an organ donor, and the reason why because. What do I? It's not that they people are like oh they're gonna take your eyes they're gonna take your tongue they're gonna take everything in your what casket. What am I gonna do with it? In your casket when they because they do it right when you die. It's within mm. twenty four hours they have to harvest the the organs. Is that not a right? No, word? no, sorry. I, I don't just like the, the stats. We you know what I'm laughing stats. about? The Office episode. <laughs> Best. Have you watched the Office? Of course. Yeah. Have you watched the episode with, with Dwight? Dwight when he's doing the CPR and he cuts the face off? Right, right, right. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta harvest the organs. Where's yeah. the heart? We yeah, need yeah, the heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check the wallet. You got Is he an organ donor? I checked. His. No, I checked the wallet. No. What is it, Creed? I checked his wallet. No. So you have like whatever 24 hours. So and I, the thing I asked, I said, look, let's say I do die before my parents. Will they know that I'm missing my eyes, my lungs, my whatever, whatever? I said, no, you look perfectly. They, I don't want to say stitch you up, but they make you look exactly how you would have looked in the casket. So what is the difference? And even if 
even if they didn't, but that's great that they do. Even oh, yeah, if they I would didn't, like, don't take let's, off let's my Let's pretend face you like had that. the um, knowledge that if they could ask dead Ricky, yo, you could save this guy from being blind or you're going to look really sweet in your casket. Well, did you hear the story about... Um, <laughs> that's true. Right? Right? That's a good yeah, point. You, you hear these all the time in um, on like, social media on like... Uh, like Good News Daily or Tank News. Or right, right. Those I like those sites. They make so, feel good. You know what? Especially when there's so much negative BS on Instagram and Facebook. Those those little accounts. Yeah. Tank News? When they, it's when called, they, um, you know the guy who does Good tank News. Sinatra? It's a really good one. Okay. Tank, whatever. So, so they do shares. these ones. There's these stories that have been happening more and more in the US where a, a, a father per- uh, lost his daughter in a car accident and she's 18 and then her heart saved another man's life. You know, that man may be 30. And then uh, they meet up. Then the guy will come and meet him and offer him a stethoscope to you his daughter's, hear daughter's heartbeat. Hear your daughter's heartbeat, and they, you know, it's very emotional. Stuff, you know man. what I mean? And I, I, just to think you could be a part of even that, like you know? even eyes. They they do eyes sometimes. Everything. Too. It's yeah. like this, you see an, an old man come and he's like looking at an, another middle aged dude, and he's like, oh my god, like I see my daughter's eyes in you. Like I love totally. you. Totally. Like, it makes you. It, I, again, I so would not know how this feels, but I that's got to be shit about one like, of those what emotions. My body's gonna look like in its yeah, casket yeah. if I could do that one little thing, right? You know what? I don't know what the organ donor association is, but here's a plug for you guys yeah. too. Anybody who's listening, I mean Ontario, go, I, I hey, like DM you. us. I'll become an organ donor too. I don't, yeah. I don't I haven't. You just go to the dry, you just go to DM. I'll send you the info. I have a card at home. It says I'm, I should keep. I'll it be an organ donor by just sending it to the ministry, and they'll send you a new health. I got to get a new driver's license. I think I can do it there. Same I think health card and driver's license, either one of them will work. Yeah, but if, if you aren't, you should become one because honestly, what are you going to do with your organs once you're dead anyways? Yeah. True. And especially now in today's PSA. society where people seem to be... I feel like we're curing well, a lot of society's ills with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I thought this was going to be one of those like entrepreneurial, like feel-good success story episodes. Nah, like, you know, I'm honestly just in a mood lately. Like, like yeah. myself, personally speaking, where I've been lately, just like I keep seeing what's going on in the world and like... Yeah. My mind is just blown. Like, not to go back to this, I don't want to get back in this wormhole, but like, like I said earlier, like, I just, what is going on in the world? All right. No, that's true. There's bigger but, things, but, but I want to. But, but to something, and I don't mean to drive this because I know I'm sure. the guest, but to something much less important because I think we've been really deep this whole time. One thing I really like about both of you guys, you're huge sports fans. Oh, I like that, eh? That's nice transition. No, I'm I like that. I like, I like that. <laughs> well, yeah, since we're there. So you're, well, we're massive sports fans. I know you love Raptors. And yeah, so, I Raptors mean, are I'm, my team. I'm, I like bleed Raptors. I, there's two teams that I'm super passionate about. I, you know what? I don't like to, I don't like to <laughs> brag, but I do have one very big bragging point that I was yelling a lot last playoffs is I have not met a single person in Toronto, and I've met a lot of them, who can say that they're at the the first Raptors game because the actual first preseason game was in Halifax in 1995. Really? Yeah. I and didn't know that. My dad took me yeah. to that. That's a good fact. I and didn't we not were, know that. We were in row two, sitting behind the Sixers bench. They played the Sixers. Do you still have the tickets? I don't know. Uh, I wasn't that huge cool. memorabilia. Where did they play? Wait, so where did they play? They played at the Halifax Metro Center, which is where like the Halifax, which is now called, man, Scotiabank has bought up every damn naming right. So now it's Scotiabank. Oh. Rink, like they've every no, it can't be Scotiabank rink. There exists one in Toronto, so it's not Scotiabank rink. Sure. Scotiabank yeah. Center, I think. But I think they try not to. Whatever do it is, Scotiabank's oh, bought fair. up every naming yeah. rights. I mean, I assume we're gonna run out. Maybe it's like rinks with an X. Anyway, it was the Halifax Metro Center back. Also, in the what day. I hate about Canada, every like these big companies have monopolies, own all the rights to every names. Like, is there nothing yeah. original? Well, anymore? Scotiabank is taking all the theaters. It's like, hey, well, what's, okay, what's the one? In, what's relax. the one up in Ottawa? Was Scotiabank? Now it's Canadian Tire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's in Canada. Right? And what's right. what's the one in Edmonton? 
Scotiabank Saddledome. There you go. Yeah, but that's like, Calgary, yeah. Does anybody, Saddle. like, there's no other company here want to like, well, the naming rights? Well, that's a strategy like, by on. Scotia. I guess good on you. Like, they've they've done some sort of calculation that says if you repeat this name all the time, it gets in people's heads and they're like, hey, which bank? Bullshit. I don't you know, like, like a teenagers. Bank. <laughs> like a 12-year-old, like though. That I think that's the maybe. play, right? And maybe it's a We're going to Scotiabank. Bank. Scotia. I don't know. Now a 12-year-old's getting his first bank account. Scotiabank. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it could be the psychological play. Right, the long-term psychological effects. Of I don't movie theaters. I didn't like. I like the Air Canada Center, but I didn't ever. I only flew there. So Canada you know what bothers me? I had to go to Air Canada. I'll tell you what really bothers me. Uh, bothers me is a stretch, but what's annoying <laughs> is there is no good abbreviation for calling it Scotiabank Arena. No SBA. SBA. S- that nobody knows what that means. Terrible. Going to Scotia. Well, which Scotia? There's Scotia Plaza the up theater? on King Street. Go to the theater. It's been so. So there's no way to quickly identify it. And even saying the full name sounds a little like unimpressive. Do you know what? You know, like you know. Sorry, I really no, wish it was cool. Still like, ACC. Why did you do like like? Okay, listen. I'll give TD a plug on this one. Like TD Garden in Boston. That's We're a getting cool, a lot of free plugs here, guys. That's, that's a cool yeah. name. Banks, hit us up for these sponsorships. Yeah, yeah. For sure, no one's going to. But um, yeah, but yeah, back. <laughs> but, but I I sat two rows behind uh, uh, with Sean Bradley with seven six, and I was like, that's. You know, it was kind of like a kid watching Game of Thrones. In a seven way. Like, six or six seven six. Yeah, Sean Bradley was a giant. I don't man. remember. He was the tallest guy in the NBA at the time. Jesus Christ! And I was like a real life giant. <laughs> like you know, it was kind of like why, like the yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. like a kid on Game of Thrones when the giant stands up. That was me. That's crazy. And I was in love with the Raptors. Damon Stoudemire. This is the first oh, year, geez. first year, first overall draft pick. Was in love with the. We went to the game. The Raptors won the preseason game by a, by a hair, if I recall it correctly, or at least that's my. Fond, Vishal, like, Vishal will let us know, don't worry. Vishal yeah, yeah he's, he's texting us right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've just Googled it. But, uh, you know yeah, what? So Honestly, I've, I've as you said that, since. he won't be texting us literally right now, but on the podcast, at that point, he'll hear us say fact check and he'll yeah. pull his phone out. So he'll hear you say, oh, that guy loves texting us now you, as he's, do as you he's doing that. He'll listen to episodes and he'll just be like, George, that was so funny when you made that joke like, into a group text. And it's like, it's a Wednesday at 2 p.m. And we're and like, I was like, Bro, what? what are you hey, you give me. Don't knock point, your I, fans. Yeah. No, no, no. no I, we, we love Vishal. <laughs> I love Vishal. But I'll always be like, hey, what he's episode? In my, he's in my football pool, and we have a football pool like oh, thread, text thread. He's a troll, eh? He's a troll. He's always instigating, <laughs> provoking I'm things. Looking at, if you're not, he's not watching on YouTube. I'm looking at the camera now. You are the biggest troll in that yeah. league. Uh, I know. He's always. Can he's he always argue with everybody? Funny. I know he's sometimes like. I know he's just doing it to stir shit up. To all your greater audience, you don't know who he is, who are like thinking about turning it off. You all have this friend. Yeah. Right? And, if, yeah. and if you don't know Vishal, if you don't know Vishal, he's one of the best, one of the best, kindest, coolest doctors. In the, well, he's not in the city now. He's in yeah, Montreal. In Montreal yeah. But he's an OBGYN. He's a good dude. He's also Looking a PAL back. alumni. He also is one yeah. of the first PALs. Well, yeah, one yeah. of our, he was our second ever guest. We give Vishal yeah. a lot of shouts, but he deserves them. But he is a troll. Yeah. And it drives me nuts because I'm like... He, I just I don't even want to get into it. Yeah. He's like breaking my balls about adding like IR spots yeah. and this. And at one point he was yelling at me about like draft pick trades, but then he went and did them. He was just I beat him <laughs> with a punch, right. so he got mad Sounds at me and then right. went and did them. So, anyway, yeah. Today my brother texted me out of nowhere. He goes, Ha ha ha, Star Wars the nineties? I'm like, What, John? Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. He's like, in the previous episode, you mentioned how the Star Wars, Star Wars was in the nineties. I'm like, oh my bad. You know what? Seventy one or something. My most clear memory of your brother. Am I right? Is uh, I think we were at a bar or something, and we got into some deep Game of Thrones talk, uh, which never John. happens at a 100% bar. Hundred percent, John. But like, I think I just mentioned I liked it, <laughs> and then he went in. But like, it's not like I was like, no, I'm I'm good. I, I like I was I engaged. <laughs> Ended up being a really fun conversation. Yeah, because he read all the books after season one yeah. came out. I you think. read he, them all. They're big. Oh, no? Yeah, they're six hundred oh, yeah, pages yeah. each. I think. I think yeah, your brother really knew his Game of Thrones shit. 
Yeah, you John, read them all. John's like intense with Game of Thrones, but shout oh, out John. Oh yeah, shout but John. Uh, so John's texting me this. John, goes, John I haven't seen you forever, but yeah. uh, good Game of Thrones chat. He texts me. He goes, I think he messaged me after the fact, like through Instagram, like follow up on our conversation. I was totally into it. John, <laughs> John. Yeah, yeah, but I was totally into it. Like, yeah. I liked the John. Show. John was like, I'm shocked Vishal hasn't messaged you to to correct you yet. I'm like, I feel like Vishal's still like two or three episodes behind, or else he would message us. But yeah, back back nice. to this the stadium naming because I don't want to yeah. forget this point. Yeah. What really bothers me is when you have an iconic stadium and we had one in toronto skydome no but skydome that's, oh. that's an iconic stadium yeah and rogers bought it why not just call it the rogers and like keep rogers skydome Sky keep it the exact same because way it is. you know one of my problems with that too that's so i'm, so I'm, I'm very i'm actually that? very finicky about these names so to the point that like i don't like that it would became the rogers center and i don't like being in scotia bank arena because arena reminds me of where i play in Bedford, Nova Scotia, yeah, that holds hold 800 people. That's what the word arena means to me. And center means a place that can hold about 18,000 people. Yeah. A dome, a, a, a baseball field is not a center. A baseball stadium, a, a dome stadium is not a, a center. Like a, yeah. So you guys are not only putting a, a lame, overused corporate logo on at the front of it, or like, but the back end of it is massive. not right for what type of building it is yeah you know what we're gonna have guys quote me the cast coliseum fuck yeah imagine yeah. the new stadium hopefully a couple of years put some we'll put the naming rights on yeah it. yeah you guys kinda, yeah. i kind of know what the value of naming rights goes right. for around, we know. around so if you guys have the, the if you guys are yeah. powerful enough to name imagine, right to imagine stadium, they build a new sky i expect, dome stadium, a, I expect a blackburn box. it'll be <laughs> blackburn box. yeah just for my <laughs> contribution hey, to this whole hey uh, you heard it here first <laughs> what it's an hour mark you're gonna see the cast coliseum an hour you're gonna see odd when they build the new stadium. talking about building a new roger center yeah but it's not gonna be the roger center by the time it's done Five years or so, cash should be right about there. The Cass Coliseum. There you go. Well, Skydome still has the rights for another, I think, ten years. No, the property you mean on, on the. Well, we're talking the, about building oh, something new. Not, yeah. That thing's not lasting ten years. That no. thing is a. It's it's iconic, but it is like yeah. it is in serious. It's, a, it's the oldest stadium in sports uh, in baseball now. I think. No, really. Yeah, it, it is. Sorry, and there's, there's rankings Sorry. like Sports yeah. Illustrated Rigley, and these Fenway. other things have done rankings, and it's ranked. It's at the, the bottom. bottom. It's basically. Well, that you know how much it costs to be, and the crazy thing is the demolition. That thing, like my brother was telling me, it is solid concrete. Oh, like yeah. to demolition it will cost. Like it's it's it's, just, it's a fort. You can have a bomb shelter. Yeah. I actually wonder if, the, if a bomb went off no. in Toronto and you were in there, probably wouldn't get the, through. The problem is you can't even use explosives because there's too many condos nearby. True. Because usually on big, big concrete buildings like that, they, just, they would use explosives and just dummy it for lack of a better Okay, wait, would you, rather, would you want it, you guys, would you want it to stay in the same spot in Ontario Place or in or well, the East End? Or well, hopefully it stay as central as possible. I mean, I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's doable. plays we're going to do on... This is one of the marketing ploys we're going to use on Cast once it's fully up and running. All right, is we're going to be asking questions to our guests that are already on the app. Okay, and see what they think. So, what do you think? Because this question does exist. Yeah, we ask. Well, for everybody, we'll ideally, like the more central a venue, and I've been going on studies of this because for some own our own business reasons. But the more central a stadium can be, the better it is for a city's lively like the, the economy the all surrounding businesses yeah, yeah. so if it can stay in that neighborhood that's better for the city economically but yeah there's some talk of it going to the east like portland's area whatnot. so do you want to know what people think so the options were east end stadium don lands ontario Don place lands. rebuild where it is now and move it out of downtown those are the, the four options with other being an option but nobody that's chose a lot it. of yeah so so yeah you got about 50 votes here 16 percent want to see it in the east end Almost, I voted East End. Yeah, yeah. About f so did I. 
40 percent because i think that would be just be great for the east end and the east end does have a lot of like beautiful areas around okay. there uh 40 percent said ontario plays which is interesting it'd be cool entertainment yeah. complex 32 percent said build it where it is and then 12 percent said get it out of the city and the demographics what if was you look the get it out of the city percentage 12 percent. yeah so if you I look at really it it's all scattered so I understand gotta, the other three, but not the get it out one. So I think yeah. that's the, one of the things with Toronto as well. Like looking just from like a design architectural perspective, like Toronto is, if anyone's been to Chicago, they were actually yeah, built very, very similar. similarly. Yeah, yep. But Chicago, unfortunately, had the Chicago fire that burnt the city down. They rebuilt it right. really nice. <laughs> yeah. Toronto attempted, I believe, Yanni will fact check me. My brother's actually big into this, but right. try to rebuild similar to Chicago with the Lakeshore and all that. Well, we had a fire too, no? The Great Toronto Fire, maybe. I, I think don't we know. had a big fire but too in the 1800s yeah, yeah, and 1900s. Right. The difference, like maybe, I don't yeah. know. But the difference with Chicago is they made up, they put a law, I think, in place where you could not build on the south side, the south side of the of the garden of the lakeshore. So mm. nothing obstructed the view of the of the, the sea lake, of the yeah. lake. We yeah. didn't follow those well, rules. That's right. how that's how you had Grant Park and right. like they, they have a beautiful walkway. Well, Grant Park's on the north side of the lakeshore, the south side. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, um, Grant Park's north of of the of uh, of uh, the lakeshore. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure, ninety percent sure, because because Soldier Field's in like just north, just uh, west of east of Grand Park, yeah, west of Grand Park. There's that main strip just on the other side of the water on Grand Park where all those nice yeah, Millennium. hotels. Yeah, Millennium. Yeah, but that's not. But you can build. Yeah, okay. You can build because the, the hotels going to say it's Lakeshore that you can't build past. Yes, yes, yes. So right. Toronto didn't do that. The reason I said the East End when I voted, and obviously I'm in the I'm in the minority camp there, not the majority, but. Um, they one of the minorities, but the well, East George, End would be made cool. This question. I did. Good question. Oh, I didn't even know I made it. Good picture too. Wow. So if you go follow George on Cast and or at if you George type in, type in at George at search or the hashtag that I searched to find this question was Blue Jays. Okay. So you even you didn't. Write, I didn't even know I asked yeah. that. I forgot that I asked that. But yeah, it's it's so good when you see that because think about it. You got fifty people answering this question, and you know that. A lot of them want to see it either rebuilt where it is now or Ontario Place. Yeah, you're you're essentially crowdsourcing what you what people want, right? So I mean, if we had the scale, people could say like you know you the organization could say, hey, what do you guys think it should be built? Yeah. And you can really crowdsource to see the demographics. And the yeah. thing is with the East End, staying on this topic quickly, is what would be cool about it is like it has you like if you look at stadiums in the states. You go to Wrigley, you go to New York, you go anywhere, and where the stadiums are, it doesn't. I'm not saying it's like a blue collar feel, but it almost like <clears throat> it just has a feel where like you know people congregate, they get off of the train station after work in the middle, you know, summer night in the city, they get down to the stadium, they grab a hot dog, they're hanging outside, they get inside. It's just a nice summer night, and it has this almost like community. Maybe blue collar is the word, but it has that feel to it. And being in the heart of the city is amazing, but I think it, like we the Toronto's East End waterfront, the Donlands, the beaches, all that stuff. It could it, like having a focal point to build around. Like we have Scotiabank downtown and this. Why not move it there and try to draw some attention there? Put some yeah. restaurants, entertainment, some bar, like all of that I stuff. Agree, it is still very central. Exactly, it's really still downtown. True. It's just. Well, a, what, it, a couple, it, couple of minutes further by Uber. No, but think about right. what they did with BMO and Liberty. So BMO, I know, was always there. And they what was it called before BMO? That was where the Jays used to play. Exhibition, Exhibition Grounds or whatever. Yeah. So the Jays used to play their way back when they, I think, before Skydome. And then, obviously, it got drawn to the heart of downtown, you know, Spadina and Bremner, wherever it is. And then you have the Leafs playing at the ACC. So now you have, that's the heart. Yeah. Well, building BMO created us basically almost a second downtown core. Yeah. If you go to Liberty on a Saturday, it's slammed. A good Saturday when the when the uh, the Reds are playing. True. I love it. Shout out Liam Frazier, our boy. Shout out to Oso. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, like, there's a second to time. Imagine you have the Jays playing in the East End. 
and you have a Saturday where the Jays are playing, TFC are playing, and the and, and it will alleviate that that traffic stress yeah. that happens right around city. Oh, yeah. right. So it's like the ACC will it's always be Leafs, not always, but for at least the next twenty or so years, will always be Leafs and. I don't think that's ever going anywhere. It's I, all, I, 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 you guys persuade me. I, I was I was in favor of keeping the same spot, but I think it's a good point because it's central enough. As long as it's well, central. this is what the app wants to do, right? You had your opinion. We laid out some good points. And yeah. Now you can go and change it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a service for society. Yeah. But yeah, I, to what you were saying too, I think the Jays, uh, the Leafs, and the Raps will always their home will be the ACC, and the ve the venue was built that it can last, and the design is made to like stay. You yeah. can do the rentals; it's not like you need to tear it down. The Skydome was built thinking it's going to look like that forever, and unfortunately, forever is now. Kind of trash right? Looking right. Now. Yeah, now forever is now. It's At bad. that time, it, it was so yeah. state of the art; it was insane. But yeah. it sucks for concerts. State of the art. Changes. Other than the fact that it's an open dome, which is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it's terrible for concerts because yeah. the acoustics. And I'm true. I'm I never even realized bad. that you can't have like a you can't have so, like a mega tour. So the thing is, no, you look, can, but it's not yeah, good. So yeah. for football, it doesn't look good. So even if let's no, say we do sucks. get a football team there, it'll be terrible. Yeah, it just looks terrible. Yeah. So when they did the Bills guest, no, it was terrible. There, you got to do that BMO. You have to do that BMO. That's the only way to do it. So let's yeah, say so without small. without the Jays, well, they can build on BMO their space. Okay. Um, but without the Jays, you can't really have it as a entertainment complex because it's just not built like that. Right. The ACC or sorry, the SBA was built with the. <laughs> Does anybody actually call it that? I, I do. Don't know. I, yeah, I SBA. See the SBA. So because I used to call it the SBA, but it's just it's not SBA. SBA. It's not the Scotiabank Arena. It's just Scotiabank Arena. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that was built with it in mind that it's going to be a multi-purpose venue. So it's for Leafs, Raptors, TFC, um, Toronto Rock. And for concerts. Right. So I think you would probably know. So it's probably booked out, what, 250 days a year? 340. Oh, Bank? I, I yeah. do know this. It's 340. No, no, no. It's, it's less. A, a year? It's less than that. It's about, on average, like 220 to 250. I would have, I mean, I would have believed you, but we actually, so we've been doing some like business studies about the uh, they're a client they're a, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so well, actually, that's, yeah. that's so we, a literature we clean, that they clean, give us we clean every like, oh well, I, so guess, I guess you would so, definitely know well it depends but they give what, us literature that said three because the restaurant if the restaurant's booked on a night where there's nothing they count that as a booking right no. they said i don't know that i don't yeah. know the stats they said there's 340 events a year there. there but yeah i guess you know oh but wait just sba yeah like they again this is sort of like a a big book we got from them but basically and there's even a breakdown within that book. oh but sorry 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 you might be right because concerts, i'm talking about days rock. but they do double they do yeah, double header stuff so you could be correct yeah. i'm talking about days that were like it's that so, could be true yeah yeah yeah. because i know there's double like during march break during like like the double they, well, they do the weed, weed days and stuff they have the um they have like uh the leafs like during when there's like like long weekends they'll put a Leafs game at like 2 p.m uh, uh sorry marley's 2 p.m leafs at night and they get like kids in free kind of thing so right. sorry well, you could yeah, be correct and they also do the state like skating night Everything, yeah. Yeah, they, they do. So let's say it's three, four, but it was built with the purpose in mind that it can be used for everything. Right. The Sky Dome wasn't. So if you tear it down or rebuild it in a different area in the East End, you can spread out downtown. And then obviously that'll be good for the the housing market in the East End. Infrastructure, they'll have to build a new subway line, which they're already talking about doing that, extending so many things. So yeah. it would just make Toronto such a, I don't want to say bigger and better city, but yeah, spread yeah, it a little bit. Bigger and better city. The I'm downtown core isn't just... King and Spadina anymore. Yeah. Or it's not just Liberty Village. It's, okay, you got the East End, the, the Dawnlands now, which is basically the Dawnlands a big, is a lot of potential. It's I spent a, a lot of time right there this now, summer. Right? It's just a big dump. Yeah. Right now, exactly because back in the forties I think thirties and forties and fifties, all the construction from downtown, like what we know is downtown, and even the sixties, seventies and eighties, yeah, all the stuff that they dug out of the ground yeah. from all these places just got dumped at the Dawnlands. 
but now that is like the construction epicenter because that's the only real like massive prime location left in the downtown yeah yeah totally so even you see those new condos that are built there the problem is all that material so i I work in construction Mm -hmm. we do a lot where we bid a lot of work there yeah all that material is all crap is it it's all contaminated garbage like you can't use it you got to send it out and it's a long story and i don't want to get into it but basically it's just all garbage and the island itself is basically made of garbage shit sure crazy yeah, because yeah. when they were, again, like you go digging there and you just find like tires and random crap. <laughs> yeah, I spent my whole summer there this year. That was they the put a layer. They uh, put a nice layer on top, pack it down, you don't even notice it. Right. And you start digging, you're like, what the f- That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I f- could be wrong, sorry. I'm not 100% sure on that. We don't have Jordan to find What fact I've check. heard from my peoples. So if I'm wrong, I apologize. If you know more, hit us up. Yeah. Fact check us. We're happy to, we're happy to correct ourselves. We like to learn about this city, right? <laughs> um, speaking of sports. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about your uh, your boys are uh, going to defend the t- they won it last year. That's right. The Chiefs defend the title. The Chiefs. That's yeah, crazy. man. I never I don't think I've ever met a Chiefs fan in my life. I know, right? Like nudge because I've, I mean, I've not, actually been not a fan Chiefs for uh, the, the the story of how I became a Chiefs fan is kind of funny. I've been a fan for thirty years. Now everybody assumes like wait, how old are you? Sorry, I'm older than you. Let's I know you're older than me, that. but I always thought you were like an 88, 87 kind of thing. Oh, a couple years beyond that. I thought you were just a couple <laughs> years older than Cam, and that was it. Yeah, I never about that. About that. I've been in Chiefs fans since I was young, so I was getting babysat. I used to be babysat by my nan and my cousin, my older cousin lived with my nan, and he was a bully at the time. He used to beat me up pretty good, and he was a huge, he was a huge Dolphins fan. This is, again, about Dan 30 Marino? years ago. Dan Marino, he had all these posters. He put his jersey in. So one time, he, he finished kicking my ass with a pillow. I actually learned, learned later that night, broke, he broke my finger, Jeez. but... Uh, you know, so after a particular rough session, he was like, playoff time, and I'm little, and, and football is just something I was discovering. And he put all his stuff on, and he was like, Dolphins, you know, getting rowdy around the house, and all his posters up, and they're playing the Chiefs. And I'm, so me just continuing to antagonize him said, Go Chiefs, go Chiefs. And then it was, as I recall, like this heated game going right down to the wire. And uh, ultimately, the Chiefs won, and then. My mom and dad came pick me up, and I said, "Dad, I got a new favorite." In our house, it was big um, uh, hockey and baseball. My dad was a huge Yankees and Habs fan, so I'd watch all that with him. But I was like, "I have a favorite football team now." And I'm like, okay, I'm the Kansas City Chiefs. He's like, "Who?" Like you know, <laughs> and I got super. And I was one of those kids, you know, no. collecting the stickers and the cards. West Kansas, Mid Central. It's AFC West. No, but like, where do you, where oh, you describe the Midwest. it? The oh, it's the Midwest. Midwest yeah, it's yeah. almost dead center. Uh, yeah, Kansas is the Kansas, the state, is the absolute center of the U.S., but it's technically Missouri. It's Missouri, One yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so I, got, like Louis, I got super into stuff. them, and I've been following them forever. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'll show you actually a good luck charm. I, I asked for this thing when I was 13 years old out of a newspaper. This is like pre-internet. Wow. There was a Chiefs newspaper that got sent to me from Kansas City when I was little. Uh, they would come like three weeks late. You know, we talk about a game that happened three weeks ago. And in the back pages were ads and there were this this gold chain, this charm that was, uh, it was a legit like, you know, 14 carat pendant that I asked for Christmas and I got it, that it was the Chiefs. And I lost it like a year later. Two years ago, 2018, uh, under the, when I visited my parents under the Christmas tree, my mom had found it down below like a dresser or something like that oh. and had it polished and everything like that. And that was the same year we got Mahomes. 
So I always wear this at playoff time because it's my good luck charm. Man, I love that's that. Crazy. Yeah, so that's crazy. How long was it lost for? Like, like 20 years. Come on. More than that, 25 years. I love that. Yeah. They that's still, pretty they crazy. They still live in the same house I was born. Mahomes, you're welcome. Yeah. James, is, James, the reason you got that fucking $400 million deal and the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 500? I actually almost became a, a Chiefs fan randomly. So because, I've always wanted to know why did you become a Titans fan? So not, me and Georgia both are randomly. It's not like we piggybacked off each other. So yeah. I'll, I'll tell the Chiefs story first. I remember playing Madden like 2002 or something and Priest okay. Holmes. Yeah, he's the best running back. Ever. We've always had like great. Lawrence, baby. We've yeah. had the same profile for so long, the Chiefs. Excellent Larry Johnson, running back, Larry excellent Johnson tight was, no, end. Larry Johnson was from Penn State. Sorry, continue. Larry Johnson, Priest, Priest Holmes. Holmes. Uh, we had uh, Jamal, Jamal Charles. Charles Christian Aquay was way back in the day. But uh, we've always had an excellent running back, solid line, a good tight end. And a mediocre ass quarterback. Never a good quarterback, <laughs> never good receivers. And a solid, like a good yeah, linebacker and a good Green. defensive end. So we always had all those pieces, but never a below above average quarterback and never above average receiver until... Like three years ago with Mahomes and Hill. Yeah. And it's just Mahomes like, is crazy. I mean, that's um, if he wins again team. and goes back to back and beats Brady, I think. Yeah, what did he beat last year? Uh, well, last year, last year was, last the, year was no, no. the Niners. So Niners. Garoppolo. So, you know, what'll be, defense, you know, what I think yeah. I actually just realized this now. I think this would be kind of like the the passing of the torch. I, yeah. I mean, that's it. Wrong. Yeah. No, that is the narrative. Brady this year. win. But if, if, if Mahomes in the second in a row and beats the GOAT, that's it. And and last time they faced each other was the conference finals, and the Pats won. That was two years ago. So uh, this be, would be, be the kind of changing I, I of the guard. Casey. I, uh, I, I want to see Brady. Like Brady win another, but I mean, he's got what seven, six, six. six That's enough. Ten. Six for nine. Yeah. That's enough. Come on with that. Want to see another Brady? Come on. I just want to see it, man. Just Mahomes would be two for two in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. Which is pretty. Um, well, Brady was. Two for two in his Brady, first. no, yeah, two, he was three for. He's, lo- he's he lost three two, for three. So if he and won, then he lost to the Giants, won two more. He'll one, either one be more six losses. for nine, or uh, seven no, he'll for be nine. Six, six, he'll be six for ten. Six for ten, or seven for ten. Ten is it? He's six out of nine right now. This is ten two. He's six out of nine right now. That is so, so hey, guys, one of those insane. crazy. He lost to the Giants wait, twice. Oh, who did? Who wait, wait, listen to this stat. So I think there's been Brady's appeared in. Wait, who else did lose to the Giants twice and Wells? Uh, Giants twice and then the um, Eagles. Yes, cool. remember yeah, the Philly yeah. special? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a great Super Bowl. Brady's been to. I think it's this will be his tenth Super Bowl. There's only been I think it's like 40, 45 Super Bowls or something. Forty. No, Super he, Bowls. he's been eighteen. I saw this. He's been eighteen percent of all Super Bowls. Eighteen percent of all Super Bowls. And then Steph Curry's uh, three point percentage this year was like seventeen percent or something. So no, it was something. Ridiculous. No, he's one. Uh, it's forty three percent or or thirty three percent is like you said thirteen or thirty three. Thirty three. The stat was like thirty three. Uh, Steph Curry's like career three point percentage, yeah. like thirty two percent. And it's Brady was thirty three percent. Better chance of winning the Super Bowl than he has no, a he has winning. A better chance of attending the Super Bowl, like then playing. Win, yeah, then win. Steph Curry making a three pointer. Crazy, mind you. Steph Curry has a lot more volume. Give Steph Curry 10 threes yeah. and make it all 100 yeah, of them. Yeah. Those are tough love- comparisons, but I'm, that's I'm good, with that's you. It is crazy. Um, back to the story on how I became... Uh, George, I'll ask you the same question after. Uh, how I became a Titans fan. The first football game I ever watched, I think, was Super Bowl in 2000. Kurt Warner. Yeah, when they were uh, the uh, the Rams. No, it was Rams versus. Titans. Oh, they weren't they weren't the Oilers then. No, no, yeah, were, but it was yeah. that it was where the what, what the was Mason, it Dyson? Dyson? What was the guy who reached out and almost Dyson. got there? So yeah, it was yeah. like no seconds left on the clock, no timeout, throws the pass and yeah, Dyson or Mason, show whoever. Yeah. yeah, gets stopped on the one, and I remember crying. I'm like, he was in, he was in, he got a stretch. And I'm bawling as like a ten year old or something, thinking that you just chose and at that the time you chose why, the Titans. I picked and, the Titans because yeah. they had better. I liked their colors more. 
Yeah, because that's I like the pivotal baby age. Usually around blue. 10, 11, you choose the most innocuous reasons. And to, it's, it's ridiculous. I yeah. should have been a Bills fan. My dad is a Bills fan. I went to Bills games in my teens. And my I had sympathy. Like, it was yeah. hard for me last week because I was up against so many of my friends. And I've always, I do like the Bills. Yeah. I want the best for Especially the Bills. Because they, they're, they're Like, if it wasn't the Chiefs, for. I would want the Bills. Yeah. I've gone to so many games. I love the fans. So I was very subdued in my cheering last week for the most part. Uh, at least like publicly, I wasn't texting anybody, trash talking anybody. And I said, like, if they win, if the Bills win, that is, I'll be rooting for them. But yeah. Chiefs won. <laughs> you got to feel pretty good about uh, your cousin, too. Like, I want to beat you up and give you all the shit about uh, uh, yeah. all that. And now you got the Super Bowl. But Miami, I don't think, is Miami, when's Miami won one ever? Uh, so, what's funny is that he uh, went on to, he later um, got an engineering job in Minnesota and became like a massive Vikings fan. Oh. But he also comes from that school of thought. I don't know if you guys, it sounds like you do, where you're like, when I pick my team, I got to stick with it. Yeah. So I told this story and in front of his, at a family thing in front of his and his wife. And she's like, wait, you were a Dolphins fan? And he's like, no, I wasn't. Cause he likes to say that he was he's a lifelong a Vikings wow. fan. But I'm like, no, you Bony. weren't. You became a Vikings fan when you moved to Minnesota. And he's like, no, I liked them before then. And he was all defensive about it. But well, I know that's not the story. Super Bowl yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, um, no, I'm a, I'm Titans through and through, but yeah. I just appreciate Brady's talents. So sure. when I, when Brady was on the Patriots, it was kind of always like my secondary team just cause I love, I think he's just, Everything about him is just a stud. Sure. And then now he's on the Bucks. Even though I don't even like cheering for the Bucks, I'm cheering for them just because it's Brady. I wish I had I a pretend floor. I'm I not mad I... about it, but I'm a bit mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> I like Tennessee. I just picked them because Eddie George and George. That's yeah, it. you sick. Literally. See, that's it. But those are the reasons. They've right? had, kid. Was the they They've had some kids. They've had some cool so players. Played. Like uh, yeah, they. I mean, well, Vince Titans. Young also went after. He's my favorite college. He's my favorite. He's my, probably my favorite player ever. Yeah. I think he's an idiot. I, I, I saw. I saw Vince Young play in the Rose Bowl the year before. Oh, that was a sick game. No, I remember the year that before clearly. USC, the yeah. Michigan one. Oh, okay. So okay. not the year he won. Not the Texas. He played. Yeah, Texas. So Texas played back to back years in the Rose Bowl. Right. Uh, 2005 not the US, yeah, was yeah, when they yeah. beat USC 2004 that was the Reggie Bush year right right when they they both won both yeah no but yeah. They, so the f one I saw was Michigan at the Rose yeah. Bowl Vince Young played against Chad Henney Mike Hart Percy Harvin all those guys yeah. the following year was UFC versus Matt Lyon at Reggie Bush yeah and it was fourth and five national was, championship on the line I, so I only got to go see the Rose Bowl because we were in California for uh, Are you for New Year's, saw it, saw it? I was live. I was there. Not the one, that, not USC, the one before. Okay, okay. So the, the t when they played Michigan the year before the national championship, right. just the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I was in. Uh, we went to like LA for for Christmas as a family, Disney World, Disneyland, all that stuff. And my uncle who lives out there, um, we were talking, and I said I'm a big Texas Longhorns fan. I was like in high school. I really liked the colors of the school. Just started liking them, and. You know, Vince Young, I was so like enamored. He was incredible. Incredible. Mm -hmm. He was like he was like Mahomes, but not as good talented, but like back then. He was insane. I, I think back then in, like, col in, in college he was he was insane. Yeah. He put like five hundred all purpose yards a game. Yeah. Like but anyways. Yeah, it's unstoppable. So I, I knew that he was playing. I told my uncle this and he's like, Okay, let me see if I can do something for you. I was like, Oh, okay, whatever, anything in the of it. Ended up getting us ten tick or like eight six, seven, six tickets on the fifty yard line at like, yeah. like you know, thirty rows up, twenty rows up. Yeah. At the Rose Bowl, the day before the game, I later Sick. found out that one of his like best friends is a photographer for Sports Illustrated, like long time. Yeah, the craziest thing I've ever Put experienced. Put me in touch with your uncle's friend. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the craziest seriously. thing I've sports, ever experienced. Sports photographer, right? Sports Illustrated. Yeah, and yeah. I saw him play, and then from that moment on, I was like, I love college football. And uh, so the following year, they won the Rose both Bowl. Both Titans fans separately. It's not like you were like no, buddies no. and said to, got together. No. no. 
That's so because you're literally the only. Well, you said I'm the only Chiefs fan. I I don't know what I know. So no I, other I don't Titans know many fans. other Titans fans. Oh, I, we have one other. Yeah, buddy. I got one of my good buddies from high school. Shout out to Glenjamin. Glenn. So our our good buddy, my Daniel Moretto, is like the diehard Titans fan. Yeah. Like he, I don't think <laughs> he's missed. Now there's I don't four. Think, like so I, I don't. I, I don't think he's missed. Like so, he doesn't go to all of them, but he wa- he goes to one a year minimum. Every single year, I think minus this year, he goes down to Tennessee or he goes to like Buffalo or whatever. And every single Sunday. He will be at his home or at someone's home watching the game start to finish. Yeah. And even if they're getting blown out, he'll watch the entire game and he'll text us too. Like, you see that catch? Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm a Titans fan, but I'm not, I don't watch every, every single minute single. of every single game. If yeah, they're getting sure. blown out or sometimes I'm busy at the time. So like, I, I schedule my Sunday around the game. He schedules his week around that game. I, I generally like, I make sure I catch every Chiefs game. I don't watch uh, any I miss games. maybe one a season. But, uh, you know, actually, they what they do in a week ago, they came out with, first they come out with who will be next year's opponents, and then in April, they come with the, the actual schedule. schedule. Yeah. Uh, I looked at all the away games, because I try to pick one to go to, and the one that I decided, the city I most want to go to is Nashville. Okay, the Chiefs are in, uh, they it. play the I'm Titans, in. man. Deal, one, dumb in. Let's do it. Because, you know, I, I still haven't been to Nashville. So we did. I haven't been did, there, and uh, I know it's, it's amazing. City. Yeah. So in 2014, we did a road trip down to Tennessee on yeah. uh, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. 2015, maybe. 14, 15. Yeah. In, in our, 14. 14. So we rented this massive RV. <clears throat> we picked up. We started my parents' house in Vaughn and on the Friday. Drove. 13 hours straight. Yeah. Shout out to John because John basically drove that. John Marco. Uh, no. John Marco ripped the yeah, rain the last right. half. John Marco. Yeah. Buddy was John. killing on the shout outs today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, uh, so like we drove in. down. We ended up staying in this like crappy little like half. We, we got one room in a motel for the guys to shower and then like okay. the rest of us slept on the, uh, on the actual bus. Yeah. Then we went to a University of Tennessee Vols uh, homecoming, homecoming game. game. Nice. And that's Peyton Manning's um, sure, alma yeah, mater yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I know. So, we did that game. We had, we were in a frat at Western too, so we ended up partying at this frat house mm. all day and like basically just a disaster. The next day we went to the Tennessee game. It was Tennessee versus Jacksonville, and that was the game that there was. It was like 16-12 no, of just like field nine goals. six or something. Yeah, it was only field goals, not a single touchdown. One of the worst games I've ever and been to. I think I can't remember. How many I think games Jacksonville like Jacksonville missed the field no, or block kick to win the game. Yeah, Tennessee rid- blocked the kick to win it. Something ridiculous. It was nine six. Trash. We were just hammered. Trash. though. I mean, you were coming into a Jacksonville game. Oh, we were close. We were like on the second row, I think. Yeah, we, had we were chirping the punter. Um, yeah, I can't. Remember. I forget his name. We were making jokes. Chris Long or something. The 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 opposite of that is actually last year. My first time going to Arrowhead was the round one game or no, round two because after the bye. Last year's game against the Texans. Oh, you see that low flex there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, round two after the bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was the game that we were down 24 nothing in the first, ended up winning 51-31. I went Who down to play? Uh, the Texans last Crazy. year. Well, last year you beat us in the conference finals. Yeah, the, yeah. the next, the next game, the, we played you we the next up. week. Yeah, we were up going into half because Derrick Henry went off. We were behind by half. double digits in all three of our wins last year. Yeah. But then you remember the year before? Do you remember 2018? I'm sure I do. Bumped oh. them out in the first round? We, you no, guys are you? favorites, and we bumped you out, and then we ended up bumping out. Or I, we think, ended up losing I think the you're talking round. about 2017 with the um, – yeah. The year before is when the Pats beat us in the conference you're finals. Right. So it's the year before that. The year so it when when What's-His-Face had that uh, – Mariota had that weird – like he threw it, it got batted well, back to him, and then he ran in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was pissed. Mariota washed Titans have been really good. I thought this year they had a chance. And honestly, I would have debated going to the Super Bowl if they made it. You know, they're always in there, it seems like. As of late, you know, yeah. with, when you have arguably one of the best running backs, 
in the arguably. NFL. He's the best yeah, he's the best NFL. one last two he, years. He, yeah. Yeah. I although he's he was, arguable. He's the best. Although that he Ravens won, game, he has the rushing record done. both years, doesn't he? Yeah, but then all purpose, he's not. But the running back is rushing. So you're like, you're, yeah. you're, <laughs> you're talking about running back? I, I appreciate that Rick's objective about it. Sure. Like, we can uh, have our own right. opinions. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like Alvin, I think, I was Kamara's it Dalvin Cook good. or Kamara that had Dalvin all, Cook's all damn purpose. Good team, yeah. Who would you take if you were studying a team? The youngest one because running back aspire fast. Yeah, that's true. And it all depends on what your game plan is too. Like Tennessee's Maybe game like plan Josh is North Jacobs and South. Your, your team. You have a team oh, today. Titans. I'm going. I'm going Derrick Henry. Yeah, for sure. So he's the best. Yeah, I'm going Derrick Henry. <laughs> for sure. my, my boy now. <laughs> my fucking boy. I think <laughs> I most people. They were starting a team, and they were like the thing is, he's a very typical running back. Kamara's more like versatile. Yeah, Kamara yeah. and Cooker so more those versatile three down. But backs. I mean, you put the three of them against each other, like like the guy's built like a brick shit house, and he runs like a four three or something. Four yeah. four. I think I know. I think it's like four three eight or yeah. something. He's like two hundred thirty. I'll never forget. I kept him in my fantasy. I'll never forget. Yeah, never forget. I I got. I, I kept him in our keeper league. You <laughs> traded for him. Traded for him to keep him the year before Vrabel took over as coach, and it was like whatever the guy was before him, Munchank or something. Yeah. Was it and, and they were playing. No, Robinson was the GM. Yeah, um, they were playing like they had Deion Lewis as the other running back, and right. Deion Lewis would play more downs. And I was thinking, like, I like watching college football. I try yeah. find the next. Big guy, sure. And I was like, big you, on, we have. I was, big on I was like, rookies. yo, big. Was he Alabama? Yeah, yeah. And he's the best. Alabama has a history of producing of Heisman winning running backs, and they become a bust. Well, they get everybody because oh, yeah. Mark because Mark Ingram is. If you think about it, um, who played Trent Richardson? Trent Richardson busted. Um, running backs are hard. To Mark play. Ingram. So, anyways, Alabama has history. Lines a lot of the time, right? Yeah. So the game was I kept I kept Derrick Henry and. Keep him, keep him, keep him. My team's doing well. He's not getting touches. I had to trade him because I know I'm going to make the playoffs pretty close. I'm like, I need someone who's going to start. <laughs> not this guy right in the pine. I trade him. Near the end of the season, he starts going off. If I had him, would have won. Yeah. The next year wins the rushing record. So I don't that have was my the buddy year in, in, Moretti um, has him now. In one of the final weeks where he went off against Jacksonville for like 200 yards, and he has sure. that like that huge 93-yard run where he just stiff-arms the, the best, guy. Like, yeah, yeah. It's arguably one of the best runs it's in the NFL best. history. I think that even, I had arguments with this. I think that beats the, um, the Marshawn Lynch run. Uh, honestly, yeah, it's it's those two. Those are the at least in the last twenty. Marshawn Lynch was a more meaningful similar, game. It was yeah. a more meaningful game, but his like pure stiff arm was just like he's he's superhero. Free. He level. literally stick, stiff arm like three dudes, and one of the dudes he uh, stiff arm the linebacker on uh, Jacksonville. I think it's Miles Jack. Was like he's, he's oh, a he's pro sick. bowler. Yeah. So it's like it's not like you stiff arm like a couple scrubs. And then he did it again this year to Buffalo, right? Uh, yeah, and it was uh, Norman. Yeah, the, the something yeah. Uh, Josh, Josh Norman, Josh Norman Josh yeah, Norman. and he just yeah. tosses. You see, the the best is when you the now, now there's so many camera yeah. angles, yeah, yeah, and no matter what time you can see the sidelines, and yeah, you're just yeah, like yeah. you watch that. his own they team. It. It's like oh, in posterizing basketball, yeah, yeah, right? It's yeah. the, oh shit, it's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah I was gonna wrap, bring it back because we yeah, got yeah, the football and all that stuff, yeah. but I wanted to bring it back to touch on obviously the thing that you're big on now, and before we kind of get to the point of wrapping up, sure. So with with what you're doing now with yeah. with your COVID tests and all that yeah, stuff, HTP, yeah, yeah. Um, if people want to like you know get get it done, get the test done, you know whether it's for business or whatever, what is the easiest way to go about it? What kind of like recommendations do you have? You know, can they do it voluntarily? Does it have to be when they have symptoms? Like what you know, how does that work? Yeah. So typically, the the majority of, of the people we're servicing right now is that uh, non symptomatic demo uh it's a kind of proactive testing that you're doing for your workplace to keep it going uh some travel uh, as well although traveling is that that situation is evolving so um the best thing uh we have 24 7 uh email response team that's going to get back to you quickly about booking an appointment uh so so the it's inquiry at hcpdiagnostics.com website's hcp hcpdiagnostics.com um, but yeah, there's really a variety of situations where it makes sense to get a COVID test, even if, you know, 
I'm going to see some family or what have you. And, and you know, in some situations, we may, we'll, we'll take your situation, we'll say, you know what, you're better off going to an assessment center, uh, to a hospital, you know, it's, it's, it's all about finding the best solution for somebody. And we're just there again to kind of serve the public good and just try to get on top of this thing and hopefully we can all get to the end of it. You know, we're rooting for it as much as everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there any, like, misconceptions or, or things that you hear people say, um, you know, albeit like, you know, sometimes it comes back negative or false, sure. the false negatives or whatever it is. Like, is, are there misconceptions and are they like, is there, are they founded misconceptions or just kind of like. Just yeah. So false here? negatives are extremely rare. And I, I often def defer to my um, uh, physician partner on, on the exact statistics on things like this. But that's but, the lawyer speaking. I like. <laughs> yeah. yeah I <laughs> but, um, but false negatives are like, Almost the way that these tests work, they're they're nearly impossible. Uh, false positives are less than one percent, um, but the good news about a false positive is you test again and, and what have you. But we've had a really low incidence of that. It, it is in around 0.5 of a percent, if if not lower. We actually asked about that with another uh, outlet today, and um, yeah, I think I think some other misconceptions around around COVID that I've come to learn are that. Um, you know this whole thing of like, uh, oh, I can't, I can't get it. People, I, I do, I do respect the idea that um, people, uh, you know, we're trying to discourage the idea of getting together too much and whatnot, and that is definitely a main cause, and people should respect social distancing and the guidelines that people that the, the government's putting out. Um, but you know, the, the transmission of COVID is happening through a variety of ways. Uh, you, you have to be responsible in, in, in ways that work for you, but you know, it, it's really about following the guidelines, um, doing what, doing the best you can to, to respect what's, what's being, you know, given by our health scientists and not to go out and, you know, form your own opinions as we talked about earlier through, you know, what sort of rabbit holes you may fall through mm -hmm. the internet and whatnot. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Well, James, yeah, this is we've we've actually gone a little bit overboard, but fuck, oh, shit, we great conversation. We probably could have gone. We probably could have gone. So yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get this. Fun, maybe we'll get this going again in the spring, summertime, and anytime. Uh, we'll maybe when they, when they fire up the uh, the St. Patty's, whenever the hell it happens. Yeah, I mean, at some yeah. point, yeah. But yeah. We'll halfway I love to wearing the green too. Hey, he's in the season. <laughs> uh, but James, color. thank you for coming yeah, on. This has been a blast. Yeah, we've got two questions we always ask every single guest. The first, if there was a movie about your life. Who would you want to play you? Could be anybody from any given time. Oh, um, you know, I've always liked, uh, one time I had this at the law firm, they had this Christmas party where they did, um, a reel where everybody to vote on celebrity lookalikes. And I was complimented to get Colin Farrell. I didn't even see it coming. Oh, that's a good and one. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Cause I really like that actor. So that was like this random, uh, slideshow that went up. So I'll stick with that. I, I like, like him. it. That's a great one. He's Irish too. Yeah. 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 yeah that's accurate. a great one. Yeah. I like it. One of my favorite movies actually is in Miami Vice probably. Oh, that's with sick. him and Jamie Foxx. The go fast boat. The one goes to Cuba just overnight. So cool. Farrell's a G. You know? he's, he's gangster. Yeah. He's in a lot of sick movies. Yeah. 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 But I, the only problem is I feel like he's just like a step down from, you know, Brad. Sure. They yeah, always get compared. It's just like, just a, a step yeah, yeah. down. I watched actually. I watched Total Recall recently. The one that I reached to watch it again. That was the new one Toronto, that he was right? in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never saw that one. It was a so I liked that actually. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like. Did you ever see the Lobster that he was in? Really strange movie. The what? The Lobster. No. It's a very unusual movie, but it's really good. The Lobster. And the premise of it is, it's it's Earth. You know, it doesn't say it's the future or anything like that. 
but it's basically um, you have 30 days. If you're single, you have 30 days to find a new mate or you're going to be killed and you're going to be re reincarnated of the animal of your choice. So you get sent to this like hotel where you have to be, they're basically saying single people are useless. And uh, I know never it's a heard very, of this movie. It's I'm a gonna, very I'm... bizarre movie, but it's really good. Okay. And so he goes to this hotel where you have 30 days to find your mate or you're going to be killed. And he chooses lobster. And people are like, lobster? Like everybody else is picking like tiger, lion, dog. I'm like, why lobster? And he always has these silly reasons for saying that he wants to be I got to watch this. Well, okay. So, side note, what, what animal would you be if you were reincarnated yeah. into an animal? That's a good one. I don't know, probably like a, a gorilla or a monkey or something, because then it's kind of human-like. Also, fun fact, I do not trust any, any uh, what are they called? Like, um, primates. Ape primates. I do not trust them. They freak the shit out of me. Right. They're too human-like. Okay. I don't trust them. Like when you see them, like, you know, when you go to like, like, like Thailand and stuff and you see them on the beach or like, I've been to like uh, Gibraltar, the rock, and they like cover the rock. They freak. The, they're just. Sure. George thinks George watched too much Planet of the Apes. They're freaky, man. Sorry, anyways, I'm taking those, digressing. Those those are what animal, what animal would you be? I mean, I'm just making fun of what I just said, but I do feel like one of those powerful cats of of the jungle would be cool. A cheetah, I think, to be the fastest animal. That I think I'd probably reference. pick that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Tyreek Hill, what's up, baby? <laughs> Tyreek. I love it. I better okay, go off Georgie. Finish it off. What animal would you oh, be? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I'd probably be like one of those crazy big whales. Oh. That right. just opens their Dolphin. mouth and eats. No, no. That's I'm cool. talking about like, like what blue whale, like, yeah. Whale? Uh, and the fish just swim into my mouth, and I just close, and that's how it's all you would do all day, just swim and eat. Well, you, you don't get hunted because you're too big. True. You just coast through True. the ocean, like and you it. can go to the the depths of it too because you're so big. No one you're swimming all the time. A dolphin would be sick. I mean, sweeping the water. Yeah, yeah, but people crazy. Dolphins get hunted. In I know, but dolphins are smart. They're they're one of the Dol smartest animals in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. crazy. I think they are the smartest animal in the ocean. They're probably one of the smartest. And I think they're the only animal that has sex for pleasure. I've heard that could too. be yeah. wrong, but I think there's probably a, and there's a couple animals. They're one of the few, I think. Yeah, I think monkeys, maybe. I don't, I don't know. We're, we're not, not. We're not. We're not, uh, <laughs> we're not biologists. There. Okay, uh, Georgie. If, my question: If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Huh. Uh, just don't be afraid to fail. It's not that big a deal, you know. Like, uh, I think a lot of us we get so nervous about any sort of situation that we just shy away from it. And that was definitely sort of my mentality, I think, in my teens and early 20s. You know, you get that, you get shook, so you just don't do it. And especially like, you know, I said, eventually I went through the whole law process and eventually became an entrepreneur. Uh, again, I don't regret that process, but like the whole idea of like take a shot at something. If you fail, you learn from it anyway. You know, I'm a big advocate of that. Love I love that advice. I agree with that. It's a good advice. Love it. Um, James, if people want to find out more about you and, and everything you're doing and all your business adventures and, and the entrepreneur that you are, where should they go? How can they find you? Uh, I guess LinkedIn, you know, I'm James Blackburn. You can find me pretty easy I there. I like that. Yeah. That was our know. first LinkedIn plug, I think. Oh, really? George, yeah. George is I'm a big LinkedIn guy. Yeah. I've been using it more and more, you know, and it just gives a good, you know, you can figure, you figure out what somebody's all about pretty quick on it without all the su superfluous, you know, extraneous party stuff that two fantastic maybe. words right there i yeah. love that i yeah, love that I, I completely agree yeah. yeah uh well yeah james again thanks for coming on buddy it's been a blast and yeah. if you made it this far follow james on on linkedin give him a, a follow if you need any work uh, if you need any testing done hcp diagnostics That's correct it. yeah yeah we'll, we'll post everything in the uh in the captions but if you made it this far thank you for listening subscribe like share all those fun things and that's all go sign up createyourcast.com
Yes. Signing off, yes, pals. Sir. Cheers. Later. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every I got alone. No one thing. You're not alright. I'm not alright.